Welcome back, everybody, to the Talk Shop Season 6, Episode 14. It's the 14th episode of our uh, mighty sixth season. How's everybody? Oh, well, hang on. I'm Tom, joined today by... I'm Corey. And I am Samuel. How's everybody doing this fine evening? I'm doing great. I'm paying for the sins of Thanksgiving. Yep, aren't we all? You can feel the heart slowing down. All that gravy. <laughs> Buttholes are pink and raw. True. Yep, yep, yep. We're all sitting uh, just a little bit more uncomfortably as we record today. Got that little sting ring. <laughs> <laughs> the sting ring. That's a new I like one. That. <laughs> uh, all right, so correct me if I'm wrong here. This is Thanksgiving related. Is turkey... Not just a vessel for gravy. Does I, anybody on the cast enjoy just the taste of turkey? There, I are, don't, there are good turkeys out there, but by yeah, and large, true. nobody puts the time. Or, this is actually something I was going to bring up, but we'll jump yeah. into it in a second. By and large, people don't put the time into making a turkey that actually tastes good. So no. you just end up putting uh, gravy on it. Yeah. I don't dislike turkey. I, I think... Uh, Sam's right. You can prepare turkey well, but it's like you have to do like crazy shit. It's not just like you know roasted in the oven for three or you know whatever. You have to like debone it and like separate stuff and like because like the white meat and the dark meats like taste good or are best prepared in like at at you know in different ways. And so yeah. you either get good white meat and raw dark meat, which nobody does, or like good dark meat and then the white meat is like dry as a bone. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea how turkey became like the centerpiece at a holiday, in, like st- completely about eating. It's not that good. It's not bad, well, but it's not a that good, good turkey. It's, it's a all good, the, it's juicy all turkey had. will change your life. A good, plump, juicy turkey, like if you and you know, the second you bite into a good piece of turkey, you're like, "What the hell have I been doing with turkey my entire life?" This is what it could taste like. Um, but like you're saying, like you got to get a syringe and needle. You're injecting. You're basting. You're you're. That's like a project. Yeah. Like, I think out of all the turkeys I've had for my 28 years on this planet, I think probably, if we're going by a yearly count, I'd say maybe 10 of them are like, oh, this is a really good turkey. And I think that might even be a little generous. There's always, it's just such a, I don't know why it's so difficult to prepare. I think it's just the weight. It's just like a 40 pound, like, (laughs) you know. Yep giant chunk of bird and then uh if you're not like constantly on it constantly basting or keeping it moist it just dries out like instantaneously i don't know but yes what turkey, i was, what I was gonna say when, is just like as a whole mm-hmm. it seems like the whole entertaining people that come over and like preparing like the really really fine food has gone downhill it's like that's true. We all get sure. together. We all still do it, but no, nobody has a patience. Like my understanding is that on Thanksgiving, people used to start preparing like two days before. Yeah, and like it was like a huge ordeal. Like you would really make like the finest food you possibly can. And I'm not knocking anybody who I've been over to recently or anything like that. But that day and age is kind of past. As a whole, we're a much more cynical and pessimistic society, and I think that we're just kind of. We we might be excited to like spend time together. We're definitely not excited to be like, look at this food I prepared. <laughs> like that part is kind of like fallen by the wayside. So now it's almost like an obligation. You're like, somebody brought some food. 
Maybe it was microwaved. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was even baked, but nobody's like... (laughs) (laughs) Stouffer's. Nobody's staking their ego (laughs) on what the food looks or tastes like. That being said, as a caveat, a direct counterpoint to that, um, my niece made a pecan pie. Pecan pie is my favorite dessert. Pecan Pecan pie is is the shit. And people don't make pecan pie enough, especially up here in the north. Like, we just don't True. Yeah. Uh, she made a pecan Down pie. Down south of the land of sweet tea, fried chicken, and pecan Hell pie. Yeah. Say what you want about the south. <laughs> if it had been a cooking contest, we would all still have slaves. Yeah, they have it on the log, actually. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Can you imagine this is the Civil War, but instead of people shooting muskets at each other, they just had like a bake-off, like Great British Bake-Off. <laughs> Spirit they've food got, like, versus They've ludicrous. got like the, like the spies behind enemy lines, but they're just dropping off like recipe books. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the latest Betty Crocker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my niece made pecan pie and it was delicious. So I don't think I, I God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. But if you know, she ever did. Uh, 2021, your pecan pie made my Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for making it. Hell but, yeah. Speaking of being thankful for delicious food, uh, Shay's uncle, whom we had Thanksgiving with, that guy is a turkey pro. So I guess kind of negating everything I said about turkey. <laughs> this guy does, I think, three turkeys. Oh my God. I remember correctly. He has like a traditional. That's like a full-time job. Like regular herbs and stuff, which is done in a slow cooker. Delicious. Then he does two rotisserie ones. One of them is like Cajun spiced. Oh. And they're, they're cooked perfectly. And I know for a fact he doesn't listen to this podcast. But if you happen upon this after my eventual death, <laughs> sifting through the ashes of my life, uh, yeah, 2021, those turkeys you made are frickin' delicious. You know? Yeah, I've, I've Dude, had that, I, I've I had that same that fantasy. One. That I've had that same so fantasy good. where, like, there's some terrorists attacking a bank, and I turn to run and accidentally, like, bump into some little girl and knock her out of the way and take a bullet for her, so everybody thinks I died a hero. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, who was this Sam? And they like find this. They podcast. go back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we researched this extensive record of this hero's life. <laughs> it's like a conspiracy theory where like whoever's trying to pump me up and boost uh, military um, recruiting, they like, there's like physical tape somehow of this podcast, and he's like, burn them. Burn them all. <laughs> the public can never know. It's like the end of Watchmen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no one should know that you can groom yourself with fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a deep cut. Yeah, that is. Anyway. That's like the second yeah, episode. For the, the real episode. fans. Yeah. That's for the true uh, card carrying members of the Purple Chop <clears throat> uh, Talk Shop, etc. family. If you're out there, we respect you. Not that much, but a little bit. A little bit. Enough. A little bit. All right. I want to kick this off, okay? Sure. All right. I have a PSA. I have a, a public service announcement yes. for all of you DoorDashers and Uber users I was going to say, there. we should maybe first say that this was a topic that was supposed to be on last episode. Yes. But we didn't get to it. Yes. So here's... Yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so... Uber Eats and DoorDash and probably some other places have totally fake, fabricated, not real restaurants, okay? All right. If you go on DoorDash, right, I'm sure you've seen at least a couple of these. You heard of Cosmic Wings? 
Uh, perhaps. It's just Applebee's. <laughs> they Wait, just hang on now. I'm be I'm, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I I mean I'm not refuting this claim. I'm just. <laughs> it's what ju- what, they what take, do they gain from because just nobody wants because nobody wants like hey I'm feeling like Applebee's like in the in the world of like like delivery food where you can get whatever you want people aren't booting up the Applebee's there's just not you're, you're I, saying there's like false flag campaigns for restaurants now yes no, so I will say the Applebee's <laughs> they they take like a slice of the menu things they already make. And they just put it on the menu of this fake restaurant that isn't real. And if you go and you order Cosmic Wings, the person is just going to go to Applebee's and pick your food up and bring it to you. This is real. When I was in the cities and I ordered through it once, um, there was, I wanted wings, ironically enough. And there was a place, it wasn't Cosmic Wings, but it was called like, you know, Old Dan's Wing Barn or something like, something like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, this sounds pretty authentic. Uh, anybody ever had these? I was asking around. <laughs> And KFC. Uh, no, one of the dudes was like, oh, that's just the gas station down the road. <laughs> gas station wings, yeah, my favorite. Like, don't order one. those. Okay. Yeah, I remember, those. I noticed this like a year ago. I was going to, oh, like, oh, I could go for some wings. And I look it up and they show it on the map. And I'm like, it's in Superior. I'm like, I live in Superior. I drive by there like every day. Where, There's what? like four restaurants Where, yeah, where, where is this place? And I look it up and it's like, it's the fucking Applebee's, dude. Yeah. <laughs> There's another that's one. so funny. Uh, Market Fresh. Maybe you've seen this one too. I think I have. They seen have Market like Fresh. salads and sandwiches and like, you know, chicken wraps and whatever. Yeah. It's like health a deli. Stuff. It's Arby's. No. <laughs> Market Fresh. Arby's. It's oh, fucking no, 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 Arby's. Market Fresh. <laughs> that one actually got me. I didn't, I'd never heard of it. That's hilarious. That one, I ordered it. I got like a, uh, I got a, a chicken wrap. And like some fries, and the I got the curly fries. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> I've seen these before. I looked it up. It's fucking Arby's, dude. I got conned. That's actually, I don't really. How okay? How Arby's, can they get away with that, Arby's though? rebranding itself as Market Fresh? It's, <laughs> it's so, fucking hilarious. It's so dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's dirty. Like pool down, if I've ever seen it. Down here, and I don't know if you guys have it in, like on DoorDash up there, but there's a, this is tangentially related, I think. There's a, it's Mr. Beast Burger? Nope. Is it Wait, like the YouTuber? the YouTuber? The yeah, YouTuber like... Mr. Beast, yes. He has so a restaurant? I, apparently, but here's the thing. I have never once, driving around anywhere down here, seen a location. So I imagine it is just... What you're explaining? Oh my the, god! Like Dude, the dots are epidemic. connecting here, so I assume it's probably like Five Guys or some shit. Yeah. Okay. And they yeah. just say, "Oh, it's Mr. Beast Burger, YouTuber. He do, he got tons of money. He give it away for free. Wow! And he have his own restaurant." <laughs> Every time I see that, I throw up in my mouth a little bit, <laughs> and then I just go order my Taco Bell. <laughs> have you ever watched so, yeah. the Mr. Beast video? <laughs> They're cancer. I, they I, give me bone cancer. If I'm being, if I'm going to be charitable, I'll say it doesn't seem like it's made for my demographic. I watched one, and it was actually today. So it's I, like this is one of those okay. weird kismet things where you happen to bring him up on a day when I find out who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the video was torture. <laughs> like they took the most muscular dude they could find at a gym, and I think they gave him ten bucks for every curl he did with like a five pound weight. What? And he ended up uh, doing like 200 or 400 curls or something like that. 
And the dude's just in agony. Like, can you imagine? Like, uh, they're just waving the money in his face. And you're like, all right, well, that's pretty cruel. No, it gets better. So then <laughs> when the dude's like basically crying, because I don't know, he must like his kid needed a kidney transplant or something. Like he needed I mean, that if you money, did, man. That gets scale. When you did like 200, that's like $2,000. Oh, yeah. You know? no, oh, he, he'd made a bunch of money. So then Mr. Beast, this little prick who I can't wait, like he's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely like a sad man situation where Lucifer's come to earth in the way that we least expected. Like that's the only thing I can, that's the only conclusion that I can come to. <laughs> Mr. Beast pulls out literally a garbage bag of $20,000 and goes, I will give this to you too. If you can now curl this 20 pound thing once. Oh my God. Did he do it? Did he get the 20k? Is like trying to lift this 20 pound weight and like tears are streaming down his face. Oh my god. And literally while he's doing this, Mr. Beast is standing there who's like not a ripped guy. Like fitness is not his thing. He's you know, he's fine, but he's not like he's like some zoomer with a GoPro is like he's like, like, I don't know if that counts as a curl, dude. Like the guy's got like three quarters, he's like, I don't know if that counts as a curl. That's so oh. fucking funny, actually. But that yes, that did, sounds hilarious. He did get it. He did get the money. The <laughs> Excellent. But I was Excellent. just like, that is so... I, I read... Um, If you've ever heard of Hellraiser, I read... Uh, the, <laughs> I read this the last book in the... And it was clearly a, a ghost-written book, and it's not very good, but I read The Scarlet Gospel over the summer. And um, in that, you know, Pinhead, who's like this very cruel and sadistic otherworldly being... He Sexual. <laughs> He lets this poison get into like his most faithful servant's body and it starts eating him alive from the inside out. And so the person that's watching is begging him to help him. And so Pinhead's like, well, sure, I'll help him if he can ask me for help. And so then for like the next 20 minutes, the guy's trying to just voice help. And if he does it even (laughs) once, he'll get to survive and and then the pain will end. But he can't because like his tongue is the first thing that got eaten out by the poison. And uh, if that doesn't sound exactly like what Mr. Beast was doing... <laughs> Mr. Beast, yeah. Xenobite confirmed? Yeah. Xenobite? Uh, it's Xenobite. It's Xenobite. It Xenobite yeah. sounds pretty dope, though. That's, um, that's a more That sounds like stuff. a racist yeah. version of Xenobite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just watching this huge muscular guy killing himself to pick up 20 pounds and Mr. Beast just laughing at him with a bag of money the whole time. I was like, this is capitalism. This is This hilarious. is capitalism. That's <laughs> 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 Yes, yeah, so, oh, PSA, if you see some shit on a food app that you've never heard of, it's probably something you never would have ordered, so stay watchful. <laughs> I I had no idea. I'm glad this PSA is out there now. I feel like we need, like, a G.I. Joe animated, like, PSA to <laughs> yeah. go along the with The Arby's this. one is hilarious. G.I. Yeah, Market Fresh. <laughs> the Arby's one, that gets me. That that's- Hold on, little soldier. <laughs> What you're about to order is actually Arby's. Oh, I fucking hate Arby's. <laughs> you're damn right you do. Everybody does. New year, new me. I'm going to door dash a salad. Hold up, Timmy. <laughs> that Did salad you know? isn't what you think it is. <laughs> and it might be a pedophile delivering it. <laughs> I've made peace with that part, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. Well, we're off to a good start here. I got. I want to keep this rolling with something that really frustrated me the other day. Yeah. All right. So everybody knows spam phone calls. It's been around since. Oh God. Like the telephone was invented. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Graham invented the telephone, and then 15 minutes later, <laughs> Billy Graham. <laughs> 
Uh, he invented it to do telethons. <laughs> but, you know, like the annoying part is, you know, you can block as many numbers as you want, but they keep changing them, right? Yeah. Like it's always like, yeah, your car warranty is about to expire. My favorite is when I get an answering or uh, answering machine. Holy shit. Am I old? <laughs> A voice message that's just like, hello. It's just like some old lady talking because it's like the bot waiting for you to respond yeah. before it actually. Yeah. Anyway. The numbers vary all the time, so you can't block them, which is super frustrating. But that's like, I don't think it's like officially criminal. It's like technically legal. It's one of those weird like gray area things. But here's the thing. Just recently, I discovered this. Fucking AT&T is using the same tactic that like spam... Phone callers, like scam artists, use. <laughs> what do you mean? To try to sell me DirecTV. <laughs> they vary the phone numbers every time they call. Ah. Uh, Which is. Is there like no <laughs> oversight actually, into this? A quick uh, interlude. Shout out to the scammers. So they, they do the thing. Um, so, like, my, my phone number starts with 218464, right? Yep. And so they call you, so that 464, like that like sub area code, whatever, anytime yep. I get a call from an, another 464 number, I know it's a scam, and I can just not pick it up. And, like, and the idea is you look at it, and you think, like you recognize oh, it. Oh, it like must it's be somebody I know. Number. Yeah, so you yep, pick it up, yep. but now it's like, yeah. Now yeah, it's like fucker. an easy no. skip, yeah. yeah. It happens that, to me too, because I have a 706 number. Ah. <sighs> It's it's so frustrating. They and like, they, is it like a so the Directv thing? The, like, was it like a person yeah. or a recording or? Uh, I I believe. Okay, so I to be honest, I don't pick up my phone unless it's specifically a phone number I recognize now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the voice messages have been the exact same every time. So it's probably just a recording. That's scummy as fuck, actually. Yeah, which is even worse. Like, at least give me the dignity of like talking to a some so we can hang up poor on a real human person. being. Right, yeah, where I can be like, fuck you, and then click, you know. Um, oh, it's just about to, what were we just talking, okay, so you were, we were talking about spam phone calls. I'm trying to remember, I, I think I actually have early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's I will, happening, 28. The, the, the tumor is growing in it's my brain. It's the alcohol, Tom. <laughs> it's the alcohol. No, that can't be it. <laughs> Any, anything but my habits. It's, it's you cut the it, children who are wrong. You gotta cut it like a can crack open sound. <laughs> yeah. No, that can't yeah. be it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it might come to me. It might not. It probably won't. You're talking about AT&T selling you direct TV. Yep. Um, yeah, I lost it. It's gone. It's vanished from my brain. Okay, well, you, th- right. you think about it. I got another one. All right, good. Okay. Yes. When I say this, it's not because I think I'm some kind of big, strong, macho, whatever, like, oh, I'm so tough, okay? All right. I feel like I'm in, you know, like the Don and Kruger, like the less you know about something, the the easier you think it is. I totally acknowledge that I could be right in the middle of that valley right now, okay? Sure. I'm pretty sure I could fight a dog. Like, no, it would be no problem at all. Like, you watch, like, cops and stuff where, like, they sick the dogs on people. I really am having a very hard time imagining how that would be that big of a deal. I don't know how I could lose a fight to something that I could, like, lift over my head with one arm. There's no way. There's there's a few things you have to consider, like, for a thing like cops, right? 
Usually when they sick the dog on a person, they're running away. Yeah. So dogs are faster than you. That's just... Oh, yeah. I don't mean I wouldn't get caught by the police. But, like, here's the thing. Like, a dog will take you down, and then the cops will beat you to death with a baton. But the dog is just there as, like, a mechanism to catch up to you. Because they're they're, they're so full of donuts, they can't... Yeah, it's not like the dog is it. It's not like you release the dog and then they have a smoke break. If if I'm... Okay. Go get him, Sparky. Even absent a dog, there's no way I could escape the police. But (laughs) but (laughs) but I'm not saying I wouldn't get caught. I'm just saying, like... Okay, let's just say not police. Let's just say, like, like rabid, like, angry dog. There's no way you lose a fight to a dog. There's no way. If okay, I'm pretty sure. Okay, let's say like gladiator ring, like just you and a dog, right? Yeah. And the, only the, only the winner gets to leave. Uh-huh. You have to win like ten out of ten times. I think so. There's I no think way. so. I like I'm in the same boat. I think I could take a dog. Yeah. Like they sure they'll get they'll be wild. They'll bite you. I'd get you, fucked up. But you can like you know you yeah. Just, choke that bitch out right yeah i guess i'm confused about like did somebody say you couldn't kill a dog no <laughs> i'm like where's this coming like this i bet cory could kill a dog <laughs> were you in the you bathroom think? stall and they didn't know you were there and it was like your coworkers are like you know who's a bitch and couldn't even fight a dog Corey? <laughs> <laughs> and like it sunk in like where is this coming from my guy oh you son of a bitch i'll go fight a dog <laughs> right now just run dogs. out to the street no, no, just no, strangle I, out I, a gold you retriever. mean gladiator pit right now <laughs> fuck you <laughs> well, i was just watching cops clips on youtube and i saw people getting you know, like dogs running people down i was just thinking if i could take a dog or not i'm pretty sure it wouldn't be that yeah it wouldn't be that hard well here's a, here's an important consideration in the context of like a cops clip if you fight a cop dog those things are fucking expensive True. They're gonna throw the book at you for like choking out a canine unit dog. I think in some states, uh, like dogs are like functionally in terms of like assaulting and battering them, you get charged with assaulting a police officer. You know what's so funny to me? <laughs> just speaking of, just speaking of, just speaking of that. Yeah. Um, have you ever noticed that when a police dog dies, the whole community like acts like they've lost a great hero? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, I love. I, I, and I love dogs and i love police dogs don't get me wrong but like it's very odd in this particular time where every other day there's an anti-police protest going on and then a police like the dog, dog dies. Dies. yeah and you'll like see a They're blm like, oh, Sparky, you'll like see somebody no. like a PL- blm um a cab a cab like profile picture and they're like rest in peace Voltron, you were the best dog <laughs> on the planet. You're like that, that dog was a cop too like, you only bit my ass 16 times oh, yeah. <laughs> that is funny like i remember in the like the superior i don't know facebook twitter account or something they'd always do like the oh we're retiring old uh bones today he served the force for four years and then there's like everybody's like cry, laugh crying or not laugh crying just crying emojis or like yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god we're gonna miss him so much this i've never dog, seen him I've in my life seen. but it's a dog <laughs> Just, yeah. just, just for context of why this, why this even matters to me, click on your average like, rest in peace, Officer David, like a human being post from like New York City. Fuck, I'm glad that pig is dead. Versus arrested, you know, Sparky's taken, you know, got shot last night. Post, and it's like, <clears throat> damn. <laughs> yeah, people like dogs, man. It's crazy. I love also, dogs. I'm a big jumping I, I, head. I got oh, go to ahead. hang out with a Malamute. The other day, have you guys ever hung out? Oh with hell cool? yeah. yeah! 
they're hyperactive as fuck. Dog was literally the size of me. <laughs> he was literally like my equal. <laughs> they're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did have now, and I only bring that up because I did have the thought while I was hanging out with this dog that was literally like eye to eye with me. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if I could take this one in a fight. I was thinking about that. Like I wonder. I, I like. I was like, if it came down to you and me in your prime, I wonder who would walk away from that because he was a big old. He was a big old beastie, and I would agree with you. I think most of the time, most of the most in most cases, we would win against a dog, but not every time because obviously wolves are a problem. Uh, True. That reminds me of a story. I don't know if I ever told this in the podcast. Go I on. think I might have told you guys in in confidence. <laughs> But uh, back when I was working on the old pipeline, laboring away, we were doing this uh, the hillside, right? Like, so they lay the pipe in the ground, and there's like, they do all the <laughs> restoration stuff. Yeah, they do. They lay, they lay, lay pipe. pipe. <clears throat> Big old pipe. Uh, you dog. And uh, what we had to do was lay seed down for yeah, like, you'd lay, restoring you'd lay the seed net. down in you the pipe. I got, pipe you get I got to cast down. my seed all over the hillsides. <laughs> oh, yeah, then, you did. God, this is a fucking hot podcast. <laughs> I'm hard right now. And then over the top of it, are full of seed. this is the hottest part. Okay. Now listen, I'm going to say it all sexy like. <laughs> On top of the seed, we laid some Curlex. Uh, is, that, is that what you think sexy is? Uh, uh, oh, oh, it's doing uh, it for me. I don't know about you. Is it? All right, good. Well, don't let me judge you. <laughs> anyway, we're laying this like uh it's almost like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a coconut texture, like roll that you lay out on top of seed so it stays in place so it grows up. Anyway, we're doing that on this like steep hillside and outside of Superior. And <laughs> one of my crewmates was like, hey, what the fuck? What's that? And then we both look up, and there's a black wolf just on top of the hill, just staring <laughs> us down. Is Mirren? Talk about, like, that's when the caveman brain kicks in. <laughs> in the woods? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I think collectively all, like, the hairs on the back of our necks stood up, and we're like, are we going to fucking have to fight a pack of wolves right now? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it was like a lone one, so... I don't know if you know your wolf lore, but usually if you see a lone wolf, it's either scouting for the pack or was like ousted from the pack and they're usually desperate. I don't know. It's just an eerie feeling, man. That's spooky. A wolf watching you from the top of the hill. It eventually left and I, I'm actually still alive as you As it turns guessed. out, yeah. So that's a slight spoiler just from my existence, <laughs> but the wolf did not kill me and we did survive. It was late to a basketball game. Ah, the Timberwolves, I get it. <laughs> uh, slightly related, I'm jumping ahead right. to the last topic I posted, which was sure. people on fire in movies. This also applies to dogs for the same reason. Okay. Whenever yeah. you're watching a TV show or a movie and someone yeah. gets bitten by a dog or like attacked by a dog or whatever, they always grab the like comically overstuffed arm that's like covered yes. in padding. And it's the same thing when, when someone's on fire. They always do the same fucking cheap gimmick where like yeah. only the arm is on fire and you can see it's wrapped in like eight feet of like whatever, like insulation or padding or something. Yeah. I hate yep. that. That's really annoying. <laughs> and, it, or they'll like, they'll light them all on fire. But like there's, there's been movies where it's like been a, like a shirtless or near naked person that's lit on fire. Mm -hmm. 
And then if you like just watch carefully to any degree, you can tell that like the skin suit they're wearing is like <laughs> gigantic. It's like four inches off their actual body. <laughs> I, I hate it. I, like every time I see it, it looks cheap and it like ruins. They should the just burn real people. True. Yeah, that was it. That was a short topic, but that was yeah. I, I saw it in something and I was like, you know, this is actually in like everything I've ever seen. No one's ever done. You know, like, it's it's more so a thing in TV shows, I guess, because in movies they have budgets for, like, CG, you know, like, people burning or whatever, but... Yeah. Um, I'm going to add that to the list yeah. of very weird and specific things that bother I, you. I need to see realistic depictions of people yeah. burning. I want to see their flesh it's melting off their like bodies. like television isn't real. <laughs> I need to what? hear the screams. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'm looking through the topic list now. Uh, I got a couple of quick ones, Sam. I don't know if you wanted to jump in with one of yours. I see. No, you I'm, here. I'm vibing with you. Did I have some? I don't remember any of them. Uh, I there's one that I think would be. Well, <laughs> I, I read there's it and I think it's hilarious. So, this is from our group chat here. How odd it is that people comment stuff on movie trailers like "I want to see this." Oh, yeah. And I, I agree wholeheartedly. Who are these people and why are they doing this? Yeah, like, just, at first year I thought it was just corporate accounts, but no, this is like people. And this is something I've never understood about the internet. I don't comment a lot on the internet anywhere. But, like, when, like, the new Spider-Man trailer was specifically what, like, queued that one up. And it looks alright. Like, it looks cool. There's some real potential for some fun stuff. I'm excited to see Doc Ock come back in. I think anybody that grew up in the era of that would be. Precious Tridium. But, like, the idea that, like, you would see that, and as it's playing, like, you would feel the need to comment on it and be like, looks good. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I don't, They're, like. <laughs> you're, you're, like, adding nothing. Like, yeah. you're, you're saying yeah. nothing to nobody who matters, and everybody who does read it doesn't care. Like, there's, it's. <laughs> yeah. There's a subspecies of human that they have no filter or pause or self-reflection between their mind and the keyboard. <clears throat> They just type whatever comes to mind, which is like, I know people who say whatever comes to mind and you can just be like, oh, he's just, you know, that's just the way he is. But when it's like the action of like, I have to type this, then I have to hit post. Like, what, what do you think you're contributing to anything yeah. by saying like, I can't wait to fucking see Iron Man punch the Hulk. It's like some, gonna be really cool. <laughs> like someone's gonna read that and be like, "Wow, Dan from Phoenix really wants to see Spider Man." Yeah. Uh, now I really want to see Spider Man. <laughs> There's like, like Dan's, Dan. Dan's a cool guy. I should give him all my money. <laughs> Every time it's like a layer cake. The comment section. There's the first whole bunch of comics, which is just literally a whole bunch of. I want to see this. And it's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then it goes to the people that are just angry for no reason, where it's like. Uh, Most I bet of the it's internet. Gonna, stupid woke America. I bet it's gonna be spider gender fluid before long. And you're like, yeah, okay. He's gonna that. be black. Yeah. You're just <laughs> like, okay. And then finally, you get to like the bottom where it's like, I noticed this. And <laughs> if you freeze frame one thirty two thirty two thirty two exactly, you could see the shadow of something that appears to be Iron Man coming back from the grave. <laughs> But he's and wearing the like, special suit from the 1992 <laughs> issue, Detective issue. Comics, uh, number 74, and... Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, the... the, I just... 
the comments that are the funniest to me are those conspiracy theory ones where they're like they freeze frame every single frame of a trailer and analyze it and then the movie comes out and they're 100 percent wrong like there's nothing <laughs> like what you just wasted like i don't know half a day of your life analyzing a fucking movie trailer and then you're just completely wrong at least those people get to do it from their rooms. I mean, we've got that going on in real life. Have you seen all the people lining up to see JFK Jr. coming back from the dead? Wait, what? Wait, okay. Have you guys on. not seen this? No. <laughs> no. In Texas. I'm telling you right now, look it up. It's, it's not like going on right now, but in the last couple of weeks, there have been people like flooding Texas waiting for JFK Jr. to come back to run with Donald Trump in 2024. <laughs> oh, okay, hang on. This is amazing. <laughs> is this... <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this. What the fuck? Are you oh my god, this so, is real. Is yeah, Elvis like, going to be in the real. cabinet? Like, <laughs> oh my god. Vi- hundreds of people are in Dallas waiting to see JFK Jr. Oh my god. Yeah, look, we're at a we're at a like a very interesting point where like even <laughs> this like, is amazing. Even like hardcore, super turbo evangelical Christians aren't as crazy as these people. And that's saying something like people like, I think there's a real overlap. See, at some point, like, no, there's absolutely no doubt to, to argue Trump made real progress in the traditional Christian community. And you get those people. You don't think that's true? No, I said that. Oh, okay. I I think that's true. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said that's not true. And I was like, "Mm." okay, Mm. (laughs) here we go again. Kyle Rittenhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So. And you, you think about what's great about the Christian community from a manipulator perspective is that they are groomed from the minute they pop out of the womb to believe in second comings and faith without seeing and you don't need proof and all that kind of like that is like that is their DNA, right? Mm-hmm. And as we've conflated these two things together where politics and religion have crossed so heavily from being like lightly touching to together making up somebody's entire being. We are seeing this weird stuff happen now. We're now like everything is a second coming. Trump's coming again. JFK Jr. is coming again. And it's really interesting. It, it, we're, we're seeing like end stage whatever faith without uh, proof is. And I don't think that it is what anybody envisioned when they Yeah, sure. But you do agree that. that Elvis is still alive, right? <laughs> I mean, you obviously. Very well could be. I mean, uh, yesterday I was just walking in my kitchen. You know what was on my counter? It's a fucking toasted peanut butter and banana sandwich. You, you're gonna try <laughs> oh, to tell toasted? me that El- you're gonna t- try to tell me that Elvis isn't alive, and there's just happens to be a peanut butter banana sandwich. If on you know that, you know what I've always loved about that. Eventually, come back. It's okay. Elvis wants to fake his own death so he can get away from fame, and he wants to like <laughs> he's coming up with the plan, right? And he's like, "Oh, I want to die, and I want to go live a normal life." <laughs> right? so oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, like, the person that's helping his planet is like, all right, cool, I got it. We're going to get this bloated up, ugly-ass corpse. We're going to say you died doing drugs on the toilet. And Elvis is like, no, thank you very much. Let's do something else. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll die Come in on, an orphan fire. <laughs> you know I want to die in World War II. Well, yeah, it's, uh, know. it's 1960-something. Yeah. I know, it's great. We'll say you died shitting yourself. You literally shit yourself to death. Oh, hold on now. <laughs> and everybody will remember it forever. Just wait a minute. <laughs> hold on now, mama. <laughs> I like how Elvis and Johnny Bravo are just the uh, same. Well, person. they're the same. <laughs> they are. Yeah, that's true. that's true. Johnny Bravo is more Elvis than Elvis could ever hope to be. That's true, actually. 
but you are yeah there's like i don't know all like even like all the QAnon stuff is like fucking weird it, it's it yeah i mean it's like tied directly into that thing where it's like it's almost like it's like a religion for those people yeah where they like they think there's like a prophet who just can <laughs> and well, you think about what, what, the post election where it's like he actually won and, and, and Biden is actually Trump with uh, face surgery. <laughs> well, it's like, and, and, and it's, it's, it is a perfect uh, proximity. What am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Approximately? Proximity? Pro- no, prox- like, pro- like a copy. Proxy? Or like the two oh, things that equal each other. Facsimile. Facsimile, thank you. Ah, yes. Um,. For for that for religion and everything like that because then you see what happened in like January with the storming of the Capitol right, and it was like for a split second everyone was like oh this went too far this was bad we need to take a look at this and seriously evaluate what we're doing, and before that breath had even stopped it was nah that was definitely not us that was that wasn't us we wouldn't do that that was some other people. yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's just that perfect system where you what I always what I always found personally difficult and this is the mailman loves it when I talk about religion I know. One thing that I've always had a hard time with with religion was just the logic that it takes to be like, God is always right no matter what. When he gives you what you want, or when something great happens, it's because he's being great. And when something really terrible happens, when the kid comes out with cancer and a mutated face and lives his entire life screaming in agony before he dies at, you know, ten and a half, uh, that's all part of this mysterious plan that we're not allowed to know. And I've always had a hard like that's always been really hard for me but we're seeing that attributed to something that isn't divine now where everything good that happens is because of trump and everything bad that happens is part of trump's mysterious weird ass plan that is simultaneously (laughs) also the democrats fault can you tell that i was just at a thanksgiving dinner with a bunch of (laughs) can you tell that i just came from (laughs) that i might have been at a a a thanksgiving dinner with some political conversation Yeah, it's that like well, and the other thing is, it's like the who is the one guy, the like the world's gonna end guy. I mean, there's been a Ro- million of those. Uh, camp, yeah, Ro- yeah, yeah. Ronald but camp? like, I'm thinking one specific one where it's like, oh, he added up all the numbers in the Bible, you know, like he knows oh, the 2012 thing. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Kemper, yeah, yeah, something compare. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember. Joseph? No, I made that up. I don't. Well, know. I think it's like Ronald or George <clears throat> Kemper or something. I don't remember. But then it doesn't happen. He's like, no, 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 wait, 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 hang on. This is the real. It's like that. It's like, uh, it's it's like it's kind of like. The QAnon stuff is, is like any other kind of cult behavior where like there's there's this like built in engine that can spin like wrong predictions into like future ones, you know? Like just inherently forever. And it's, it's just, just never like, you can like there's never like, oh, that was wrong, you know? And it's like, what is wrong with humanity, guys? Like you keep making these same mistakes, you keep getting a bad product from it. It's the same stupid thing every single year. You should be ashamed of yourself for falling for it. And I'm just embarrassed for you. But anyway, to change subjects entirely, uh, I bought Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> you did, I bought, indeed. I We've bought been the new Call it. of Duty. And uh, it's pretty good. <clears throat> it is pretty good. You don't buy, I know you don't buy a lot of new games. Like buying a new game is like a, that's like a, a big commitment for you. Yeah. Uh, for wor- you. Worth it? <laughs> is it worth it? Yes, I have very much enjoyed this Call of Duty. Um... I don't like you guys. You guys pretty much nailed it. I I didn't actually mean to transition us to a conversation about it. We can. I was just making fun of the fact that uh, they sure. come out every single year. 
and I keep saying that I'm not going to buy them, and then I do. And then you do, yeah. <laughs> every uh, year, we're all every year, like clockwork. Every year, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's <laughs> just going to be the same thing. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm never getting another Call of Duty. And then, like, they don't even like. There's nothing about Vanguard that looks particularly different or interesting. But True. like, two weeks goes by, and I'm like, eh, may as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been pleasantly surprised. Like, of the there's been three big multiplayer games that have come out in like I don't know a three week span. I'd say four week span maybe. So first was Vanguard, and then there was Battlefield, and then it was Halo. Dropped yep. surprisingly on the twentieth anniversary of Halo or whatever. Battlefield is in pretty rough shape. I still think it's very fun, mm-hmm. but it it has some way to go before it's like an actual solid experience for like anybody who picks it up. They just dropped a big patch that like changed a bunch of stuff. Oh really? Better, like pretty much all the guns are usable now. They don't kick like like bucking twenty foot tall Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, good because that AK. That was unusable. Like it did a ton of damage, but you yeah, had to like stick really the barrel in their mouth and yeah. then pull the trigger. It's a really good gun, though. Uh, and then they also nerfed the hell out of the hovercrafts. Oh, thank Christ! <laughs> yeah, it's it's way better uh, than it was. So that yeah, I'm just throwing that in. Halo well, looks really good. If I had any, if I had a way to play Halo, I'd be playing that. Oh, it's it Halo is really is, fun. It's uh, I don't know. It's like um. That's probably the most sublime release multiplayer experience I've had from what I've It was played. It's perfect, yeah. It, it works great. It, it worked perfect. The matchmaking was fine. Got into games easily. Everything uh, worked. Didn't, there wasn't any weird like network or server issues. Everything was just like crispy and nice. It was like exactly oh, I what I would I didn't even think hope. about the server. Yeah, it's literally, we played on like the day one release. And it was, it's, so day one release, super hype, known franchise. It's free. And it worked, yeah. yeah, it worked perfectly. I didn't even think yeah. about that. No issues. I mean, I would hope so, since it's Microsoft. <laughs> sure. The server emperors of the world outside of Amazon. But um, but yeah, like Vanguard was the most surprising to me because, you know, I, you know, basically Infinity Ward is kind of, they are Call of Duty. Yeah. And all of their iterations are empirically, I would say, the best. You could make an argument maybe for Treyarch and some of the early Black Ops or something, but uh, at least Black Ops 1 was basically a reskin Modern Warfare 2. Um, but yeah, this one, like, I remember talking with you, Corey, before where, so I, the, in China, there's, it's just Call of Duty, right? Like it's, it's a subscription service. And it's just, you get Call of Duty. They update it with maps and guns and stuff, but it's just Call of Duty. Like, you, it's it's not a new iteration every single year. It's You you pay a subscription, and you get all the updates, and then you're, you're playing Call of Duty. And it always bothered me that something like that never came to the U.S. side of things. But in the most recent iteration, it was like, they pretty much perfected the formula, I think, with Modern Warfare 2019. Yeah, it's a perfect Where it's game. Like, that's about as Call of Duty as it can be. There's there's no way to get better than that. Then you have Black Ops Cold War come along, and it's there's just a bunch of weird choices that they made to like bring things back from old Black Ops titles, and then they took away features from Modern Warfare, but it's running the same engine, and it was just a really bizarre thing. Didn't play very well. 
wasn't as enjoyable. And I was like, okay, you know, I really wish they would just reskin <laughs> Modern Warfare and just resell it to me because that's the only thing I want to play. Lo and behold, I guess uh, Sledgehammer was listening to our prayers and they literally just reskinned <laughs> Modern Warfare in like this pseudo World War II veneer and pushed it out. And it's, you know what? It turns out it's actually really good. Yeah, I hadn't seen or heard anything about Vanguard in the lead up. It just dropped one day and it was like, oh, that game's out. Okay. And then like, I I didn't plan on buying it. I didn't care at all. And then like you and one other person were like, you got to buy this game. And I bought it and it's sick. I was like super, super, super disappointed by the last Black Ops. So like I wasn't in a huge hurry, but yeah, I, it's, I love that game. It's really good. It they is, got it me is with the free weekend. The free weekend is honestly the best thing you like that's the most intelligent thing that any yeah. multiplayer oh, yeah. service can do because nobody's going to pass up like a it takes 5 minutes to download you're going to play a game I mean, also probably they, you have friends and, who have it yeah yeah and they time double xp weekend with the free weekend so yeah. when you're playing it you're leveling up like crazy and you're getting those yeah. endorphin yeah, hits that, and you're that like that free ah! serotonin <laughs> straight into your bloodstream and but you're right and and you know the only thing that bothered me initially was that the maps were small as I've gotten into the cadence of the game, I actually like that because what Call of Duty is trying to do is basically just give you adrenaline for every minute you're playing. They're trying to give you little bits of it. And by making the maps just a little bit smaller, you're never running, which I guess is one of Battlefield's problems. I still haven't played it. You're never running across the map to get back into the fight. You're pretty much always right back into it. Mm-hmm. For good, for better or for worse. Because like yeah. some, <laughs> sometimes it's real shit. But yeah. And... Call of Duty is one of the few games where, like multiplayer games, where I get like fatigued playing it because it's so intensive. If you want to like compete and like play focused the entire time, like after two or three games, it's like, I got to take a break. (laughs) My brain's fried at this point. Battlefield's a little more loosey goosey where you can just kind of goof around and then like they have the squad spawns and all that stuff. But yeah, a lot of it is running across large sections. And that's that's one of the biggest complaints I have with the most recent iteration of Battlefield is the maps are huge in Conquest. Yeah. Between points it's just too far. And I like I get it's 128 players versus 128 players or whatever it is. And you need the space, but it doesn't need to be that big. Like even with that number of people, you don't sometimes you don't see someone and you're running for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. And and the enjoyment, especially unless you have like a full stack of people, is dictated a lot by the squad that you get matched in. Because like That's some true. people are good and they're like always in the fight and when you die, like you have a great place to spawn. And like and in those games, Battlefield is like the perfect game. It like it's it's great. But if you have like a bunch of schlubs who keep dying all the time like I do, or like, you know, people like shooting t- like tank shells from spawn like uh, two kilometers like and every time you die you have to like go all the way back to base and like drive something and it's like six minutes of downtime like that's one of the worst experiences you could have in like any multiplayer game i think and that's that's been a problem with battlefield for a while like even before the maps were astronomically large there was always that element of running and, like <laughs> i think back to like even the games I really like, like Battlefield, Bad Company 2, where you'd run for like five minutes, right? You're like running across map. You get to the point where the contention is and then you get shot immediately and die and then you have to restart the... Yeah. You have to rerun the whole thing. So I think there's still room for improvement there. I don't really know how you fix it. I'm just salty about it, so... 
dice get on it. I, I don't have any you, fixes for you. <laughs> as somebody who can again say that I really enjoy really short but fun bursts of gameplay when I have time to play a game, Call of Duty has scratched that itch. And uh, it was a good recommend. I owe that to you guys and to the free weekend. And for uh, Tom, I think you jumped on and played with me during the, the free weekend. We had some laughs and uh, secured yeah. the purchase. So poor financially starving Call of Duty. I'm glad that I could give you some money. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> um, Activision, where's my check? I would like to be reimbursed for the sale I provided you. Um, you can go ahead and send that to me in uh, in St. Paul. I'm not going to get my address on the stream, but you can just DM me. And the best thing Except I can say for about I'm it... I'm not on any social media, so figure it out. I don't whatever know. anybody wants to say about Call of Duty, I have now had good times, specifically alone with Corey, alone with you, and alone with uh, Jack, and we've all had a good time all together. So, that I mean, that's the money's worth to me. That, yeah, that's for paying sure. for itself when you get that. That's, yeah. Like, and... That's like the... Among Us effect, right? Like, yeah. uh, it's not a super complex game. It's just very easy to get into with friends. Like, you can make like a turd can be fun if you're, you know, poking around with a stick with friends. And you're yeah, like, you want to go down to the creek and poke turds? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! I've got a fresh one brewing right in my keister. I'll bring one. the firecrackers. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> you know, it's all about camaraderie. Come. Emphasis on cum, Rodery. I've said for a long time, video games are essentially doubling as my social time since I've had a kid. Like, I don't have a water cooler or a grill that we all stand around and, like, talk while we cook meat. But we do have voice chat. And, I mean, most of the time, I don't even really... Sometimes I've zoned out and I don't even realize I'm playing a game for, like, an hour at a time because I'm just chatting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the mailman we referenced earlier, that uh, night we were all playing Call of Duty and we were talking about our favorite candy bars for, like, four hours. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. That was a good time. <laughs> or cereal or whatever it was. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. I mean, it's it's an excuse. It's At this point, it's like an excuse to get together with people, which is kind of, I guess, sad if you think about it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, but not really. Because maybe another way. To, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, honest to God, if either one, like, I love you guys, but if one of you was like, Sam, hop on the phone, we're going to chat for three hours. I'd be like, um... No, thank you. What are you wearing? <laughs> it's a good, yeah, it's a good pretense. I think the other thing is, it's like, it's something good. You always have something to talk about if there's like a lull uh, in what otherwise would just be total like weird silence between two people. <laughs> That's true. You could there's be like, like, oh, this fucker's camping at B. Yeah. There's yeah, a guy camping yeah. up in the window. We got to get back to Baker. And is God dead? <laughs> <laughs> and did we kill him? <laughs> Are More we the ones 11. chained to the wall watching the shadows, or are we the ones making them? <laughs> are all the stars just campfires? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, that's kind of like, I think that's a good uh, continuation. You guys talked about all three of them last week, and uh, I think this is a good continuation, or two weeks ago. And yeah. I think your ratings are pretty much the same. Battlefield's one I'll get when it's on sale. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. I want to see it get patched. Uh, Halo, I mean... The day I get an Xbox, that'll be one of the first things I get. It looks fun. But Call of Duty for now has been a really good purchase. Solid to get me through the rest of the year. Probably until Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. When does yeah. that come out again? Like February? March? February or March. Yeah, early next year. Sick. That's going to be dank. Um, interestingly, Vanguard, I think, has the lowest first week sales of any Call of Duty since 2007. Really? That's yeah. crazy. 
Which is what? Even like Black Ops three and four did. Better. I guess this is a topic we didn't really cover last week. Was uh, I put I put gamer expectations, or you could oh, tie yeah. that with gamer rage, where it's like the expectations are so bizarre to me these days. Maybe I'm just getting older. But well, like, here's what I'll say about Vanguard: it did no favors for itself. It did not do anything to make itself stand out or look like fun. Well, but here's the thing, like that's that's exactly my expectation at this point for Call of Duty. It's like I want more of the good stuff. Just don't fuck it up and we're good. I'll play it. And like I get the the purpose of innovation for a lot of other games, but Call of Duty is like that's it's almost people buy Madden every year. Yeah. Even though it doesn't change a lick. And Call of Duty is my Madden, I'd say. I think like, one of the things, I have a good example of this, because, like, I, I think a lot of people don't know when to stop when it comes to, like, criticizing or their expectations. I, I know I told you this, Tom. I, uh, like, the day after Battlefield came out, I went onto the Battlefield subreddit, and it was, like, the, the number two post, and there's, like, 100,000 subs or something on the subreddit. It was, like, you know, like, 12K upvotes or something stupid. It was about how, like, how uh, Battlefield 2042, like, it was a bad game, because it, it takes away from the seriousness of war. And like oh, yeah. like all well, of like the stupid like like the whatever, like the body language of like the, the, the specialists and like their quips and whatever is it's like it's taking away from the gravity. Like it doesn't oh, yeah, make me like, feel like I'm in battle. Here I I can see that to a point, right? <laughs> like because at the end of a game when like five thousand people have died and then your your specialist's like, Oh my god, that's what's so close and it's a little weird. <laughs> it's off putting at least. And plus they the specialists fit perfectly in the uncanny valley where they're like almost human animated. They, they're like kind of puppety. Like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, and you're like, this is really weird. So I, I understand to a degree that complaint, but to say that this is the worst game of all time because of that, it's it's a fucking video game. What like just chill out. Like I I don't know. Like people like to hate things. People yeah, really like that's to hate the, things. That's right the now. core of it, right? Like, like people just really like getting hard uh, i i fully acknowledge that when i was in my younger days in like high school and stuff i was much in that vein and i'm sure it's the same case like the people that are hating on it are like that age yeah but Everybody I, it's 13, i'm old and it this. bothers me <laughs> um, you know what it is when you're young you feel like the world should be amazing and anything that's not amazing is like you're starting to see through the holes in the sheets in the blindfold yeah. And you're like, there's like that nagging reality tagging at you that's like, wait, does life suck? <laughs> like, you don't want to accept it. Then you get older, and yes, life sucks. Guess what? Full tilt. There's not a whole lot great about life. Um, that's why you got to enjoy the little things. Like, Battlefield isn't actually yes. <laughs> the worst game on Steam, as opposed to what the reviews would tell you. So then you're looking for the positive. You're looking for that reason to get up and go to work. And you can find some really flimsy excuses. And yeah, it can be a video game. It can be... It can be that you enjoyed that game of Battlefield last night. You can be like, man, if I get home tonight, maybe I can play that. It's, yeah. uh, it's the difference when you get cold and old and you're looking for whatever fire you can get to to rest for the night as opposed to when life's a party. Yeah. Cold and old. That should be your biography, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, while uh, we're on the topic of video games, Tom, yeah. you have mm -hmm. Cyberpunk 2077 Revisited. Yes. Which is funny because I've been playing that game this week. 
Because I, I got a new computer. I wanted to see how it ran. So I've been yeah, playing. Yeah. yeah. So I installed it and started playing it. And then I looked in Steam. Okay. Well, this is another topic I'll touch on in a second. We'll talk about Cyberpunk first. But this, the Steam community stuff is really hilarious to me. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I saw that you had been playing it recently. Um, it's good. I, it is. Like, I still really like it. And it's even better than it was before. Like, it was, it was you know... Full disclosure, a pretty broken mess when I first played through it. Like, there's a lot of glitches and stuff where you're just like, oh, okay, now I gotta restart the mission, or etc. But I'm still really digging it. I really enjoy it still. It's like what I wish Fallout 4 would have been. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that they're still sticking with it. Uh, the most recent, like, I guess version 1.3 or whatever the hell it is on PC. I don't think it's on consoles yet, but it, uh, they patched a lot of stuff. Those people, those, those people have been working like crunch overtime since the game came out to like fix what they released instead of just, you know, maybe just delay it. I don't know. That's just a thought. Yeah. I would go as far as to say it works quite well now. I, I played, I don't know, like five, six hours you know this week i've had zero problems it works great like uh, mm-hmm. yeah i'm really enjoying it it's a fun game yeah um free dlc now trying to buy back that favor a couple cars or whatever and some oh yeah jackets and some shit i don't know um uh, uh i remember the game ending when i first played it and i was like really hoping there would be like a DLC like addendum because the ending's kind of uh odd but uh yeah still really enjoying it uh I don't think I don't think all the hate it got was completely warranted I think a lot of it was but I think some people went like overboard like saying it's like the worst game release of all time or anything like that <laughs> is I think perhaps it, stretching it. Yeah, I think it, it probably had the same hate train syndrome that we were just talking about, where like people just don't know when to stop. They like, it's like public opinion is at the point where it's clear that everybody hates this thing, and like everybody just people goes dogpile. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it, it it deserved hate. Like it wasn't a good. It like well, I shouldn't say it wasn't a good game. It wasn't. It was a broken game, but I still had fun with it. Even like playing from day one, I played like. You, like on Steam, it was like thirty something hours, like thirty two, thirty three hours. I still had fun playing that game. Yeah. It wasn't if I mean if I bought it on like PS4 or something, I'd be I'd be pretty butt hurt because like it literally didn't like <laughs> it, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, but for like but for me, I don't know. I I I thought it was it was okay. I think it yeah it got more hate than it deserved, but that isn't to say it didn't deserve hate because it certainly did. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It was it was you obviously unfinished like i i bought it for ps5 initially and i got a quest was just broken and there was no way around it so i returned it and then bought it on pc and then it worked and like that it's obvious that they like they were pulling some fuckery by only releasing pc codes to like reviewers all that kind of fun stuff but like um when it works it's great (laughs) yeah i ran i you know We've talked about it before. I bought, I had the PS5 version. I ran into the Quest glitch too. Um, I ended up getting past it. I ended up resetting enough times that it worked. Went into another quest and couldn't tell if I was lost or if it was broken again. <laughs> and I was only like two hours in and I was like, I'm not doing this for the next 50 hours of my life. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, to I'm, like 
double t- you have to like yeah i'm not you know, shadow as an it person it had lost my trust just in that like as yeah, soon as i did yeah, the next yeah. question i was oh, like yeah. i don't know if this is broken or if if i'm just not finding the exit that i need like i don't know and i don't yeah. want to figure it out i guess um, disclaimer like pc it seems pretty stable at this point i from what i understand they haven't pushed all the patches to console just yet so I imagine if if you're on PS4, PS5, well, PS4, God help you, first of all. <laughs> but um, if you're on PS5, Xbox, Series X, maybe just hold off <laughs> still. But if you have a, a gaming rig, yeah, it works great on PC. I've had very, very, very minimal issues compared to when it launched. I think my days of playing narrative-heavy RPGs like that might be on hold or behind me for a while. Yeah. Because even an incredible one, like let's say it was the next, I don't know, uh, in my opinion, like um, Oblivion is one of the best versions of that. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Even if another, like a modern Oblivion came out. I just don't see myself having like the gumption to walk around, listen to a bunch of people talk, walk somewhere else, listen to a bunch of people talk a little gameplay listen to a bunch of people talk like i'm really switching into this thing right now where i don't want a story in my video game and if there's going to if there's going to be one then i want it to be all in the environment i want to just be playing and and if i happen to pick up on some uh lore or something like that basically dark souls you know what i'm saying like that is optional storytelling basically yeah yeah and i to me that's good game design there's like tons of documentaries on like valve and stuff where it's like you basically just play through the game, and if you pick up on stuff, good. And if you don't, whatever. It's still an awesome game. Like, Half-Life 2 is, like, the epitome of that, where it's, like, it's a shooter, and you're playing through puzzles and mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. No cutscenes. there's, like, all these little things you can pick up on if you're, you know, really focusing and exploring the environment, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's why I like Monster Train. Hell yeah, brother. Monster Train is dank. We don't need to get into a huge Monster Train discussion, but I did start playing it again recently. And, uh, yeah, it's still good. I still really enjoy it. It's still a challenge. It's still fun to try all the new combinations. Mm-hmm. Can't recommend Monster Train enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell on myself here because I always talk about, oh, I want to spend money on games. I bought like three games in the last month. Yeah. I lost, I lost some self-control. Um, I slipped a little bit. God forgive me. I did do some trade and I didn't necessarily spend money on all of them, but I've I've acquired mm-hmm. three very big games in like the last 15 days. Yeah. And uh they are all things that there's kids all over the world they they would die to have them and uh would pour their lives into them, but they are sitting on my shelf cuz you know what I play every night before I go to bed if I'm not playing Call of Duty? Mother loving monster train <laughs> on <yeah>. my switch. <laughs> Peek in my bedroom with a drone at 1.30 a.m. when I'm getting ready to fall asleep and I'm playing monster train. Dude, monster you. train on switch seems like the ultimate meme. It yeah, really yeah that does seem pretty that's sick, actually. Some good stuff. Um, I guess uh, this is not strictly related to monster train. It's more related to, I guess, cyberpunk. Speaking of uh, botched launches of games. This is something I meant to bring up on the last podcast, but didn't. The GTA Definitive Oh yeah, collection the, launch. The, the Definitive Shit Show. Yes. I was a fool. Let me tell you. You're first to hear it on the podcast. I pre-ordered it. Oh no. Like an absolute retard. 
and uh, I have not it's okay, played it once. You'll do it again. So will I. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Um, I haven't touched it. I have not touched a single megabyte of that game. Damn. It's not even downloaded onto my PS5. Because of the utter shitstorm that brewed as a result of, uh, I guess Rockstar just like had their mobile game division develop <laughs> the, uh, the remaster, which to me is a little baffling since GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are some of the most beloved video game titles of all time. Seems a little odd that you would just kind of phone it in. Um, yeah, it's wild that they just let this happen. If you if you have seen like any screenshots or like any like YouTube like gameplay or whatever from this game, like it's hilarious. Like how like, and this isn't even talking about like the bugs and like how poorly the game works like functionally. Like just yep. how it looks. It's there's a lot of things in the original game that like I would say objectively just look better. I don't know how oh, they botched it so bad. That's definitely true. Like. The original, like, all those games had, like, a cartoonish look, right? Because that was, like, the time. They didn't really have, like, the photorealistic possibilities. But they made do with what they had. And it, like, all blended together nice. In this re-release, all the footage I've seen, the character models seem completely out of place. They're, like, Pixar cartoons in a, like, I don't know just regular Grand Theft Auto setting. Where it's I like thought it all kind the- of looked... I th- the environments and everything kind of looked Max Payne-y. Where they're like, kind of like weirdly realistic, but not really. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it just looks weird. Like, every- yeah, I don't know. I, I, they, they botched it hard. <laughs> I think, I, I don't know how... It, it seems like a pretty easy payday. Like, the game's already made. Just like, redo the assets and ship it. And like... Yep. It's crazy. And here's the most frustrating part. So as soon as I read the bad reviews, I went to refund it, right? On PlayStation Network. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) So I initiate the process. And of course, it's like you have to sit in a, uh, a fake web chat waiting for somebody to get to you. I waited for an hour and a half. And nobody showed up, so <laughs> I just have those games now. Damn, There's that no, sucks. No possibility of return. It was still within the window, I will say. I didn't pre-order that early, where it was like, I think it's like 14 days on PlayStation or something. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like all, all the stipulations were met. I just couldn't get a fucking fake human on the other side of the chat to, to like refund my shit. That sucks hard, actually. Which is like, I'd be buttered. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, at, hopefully at this they'll point, fix it and you can get to it. But yeah, exactly. Like that's what I'm. It's like I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that they just patch the shit out of it, and it's actually like a decent playable thing. Because I really Rockstar, love it. Rockstar needs the PR right now, and they've publicly said that they're going to fix it. Um, so I think that you, they're actually probably going to pour some resources into it. You'll you'll get a good version eventually. Thank God. I really love GTA Three. I was going to say, controversial statement of the year. I could not care less about Grand Theft Auto. Wait, Sam, the guy who infamously hates open world games, is in GTA. I know, right? <laughs> Huge shock. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, I've bought Call, I, Call of Duty. I've bought Grand Theft Auto, 
every time I like play for five minutes, I'm like, yep, that that's what it is. And then I don't pick it up anymore. But cheers to the people that enjoy it. And I'm sorry that you got a bad version. Speaking of Rockstar, I don't have a ton to say about it, but just quickly, I, again, since I got a new computer, I've been playing Red Dead 2 again. Oh my God. I I really, really, really love that game. It's Um, like, it looks unbelievable on PC. It's crazy. It's like the only, it's the only open world game, I think, since Spider-Man 2, where like the main thing that I have fun doing is just like fucking around, like in the world, like not doing missions or talking to people or whatever, just like going out, like running around hunting, whatever. Shooting clansmen. Oh, yeah. My favorite's going to the cross burning and just throw dynamite next to the burning cross. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! That's a good time. Um, Help me, white Jesus. <laughs> Sam, you want to talk about Returnal? Yeah! Yeah, just very briefly. You guys were talking about how you returned to games, and I happened to uh, return to Returnal, actually, today. Um... Because they added a save feature, and I always said that I would go back to it. And um, I was trying to figure out what to do this afternoon. I had a couple hours to myself. We played Call of Duty a lot last night <laughs> as uh-huh. a group. Yes. And so I didn't really feel like doing that. And uh, Return was sitting on my social. I put it back in there and uh, had a lot of fun with it. I'm not going to sit here okay. and, you know, Go back on a lot of what I said before, but I will say that I think that they, on top of adding a save feature, I think they changed the RNG. I've been getting better weapons every time. And so, for example, I could not beat the first biome, the first level, basically, after like 100 tries when it first came out. I picked it up today and I beat the first boss and got through that the first time through. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> So I would say that they've definitely, like, and my problem was that I got this really terrible shotgun almost every time I played before. I played, like, <laughs> yeah, because the, the, this is the bullshit where, like, as soon as you unlock a gun, it gets added to the RNG pool, right? Or, like, yeah. it, it throws everything off. And I actually got some good guns. And I have to say, the minute-to-minute gameplay and the fluidity of, like, the, the, the great, you know, core gameplay of dodge and shoot and maneuver around bullet hells is really fun and feels really satisfying. I, uh, you know, I'm not ready to say that it, it's something that everybody should run out and buy or anything like that, but I do kind of feel like we're like in college and we hooked up and instead of being like on to the next conquest, I'm kind of like looking at her number in my phone and thinking like, Hey, I wonder if I should, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty nice. I kind of want to spend a little bit more time with her. You know what I mean? By the way, full disclosure, that was not my college experience. (laughs) I don't think that was any of our college experiences, to be honest. If you're listening to this podcast for sexual conquest, you're sorely mistaken. Uh, But yeah, like that's been a game that I see. Like I remember when it came out, there was some people that really dug it even without the save. But the biggest complaint was always like, I don't have time for an eight-hour run through <laughs> to beat the game yeah because there was no save mechanic before which was like a huge turnoff for me because it's like i don't have that time either but they even did if the, i uh, did i don't want to play the same game for that long straight yeah like yeah yeah oh yeah it's for just sure. not yeah yeah and like they they i yeah so they implemented basically like a nintendo style save system like they did for like new super mario brothers where it's like you save but you have to exit the game. But when you reload and load that save, it deletes. So you're continuing from where you left off. Yeah. Which is exactly what they should have had from the very beginning. I'm not really sure why they didn't. But uh, yeah, so maybe like I am pretty confident this will be a 
PlayStation Plus game pretty soon here. And I'll probably pick it up then and give it a shot. Yeah, I'll 100% play it. Because um, it looks yeah. really cool. I just don't know yeah, if it's it looks... $70 cool, if I'll enjoy it that much yet. Yeah. Right. I had a very fun afternoon with it. I intend to play it again. I like it a lot more than I did the first time through. And I think part of that is the... I'm always a person that spends money and then instantly regrets it 99% yeah. of the time. And I'm starting to think that I just need to put some distance between me and things when I spend money on them. Uh, because coming back to it now without any kind of financial investment and just the fact that it was there and I put it in, I'm having a blast with it. And sure, I think yeah, that, that makes that, sense. That does have to do with the fact that they tweaked. I guarantee you they tweaked some RNG stuff. But it's a yeah. fun game. If if it is ever free, I cannot recommend it enough. If you if you like this kind of game and you've been on the fence, I would say go. it's probably on sale. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't think it's still $70. Yeah, it's it's worth a it's worth a look. And uh maybe I'll give it some more time and maybe give it a more glowing recommendation, but I always like I hesitate to say give anything like the five-star stamp of approval after 2 hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, I see we have a few more topics here. However, perhaps we should move into uh Crust in the wind. Cue the theme song. All right. Well, your your Discord just your Discord cut out as soon as you said cue. I said cue the theme song, but I I leaned away from the mic so I could shout it. All I heard was like a scream, and then you were silent. All I heard was (laughs) (laughs) cue. Yeah, cue the theme song now. I close my ears These bands all had a moment And that moment's gone All these songs Pass before their ears to mediocrity Crust in the wind All they are is crust in the wind and we're back uh, with Crust in the Wind. To a very special holiday episode. A very yes. special Thanksgiving pre-Christmas uh, episode of Crust in the Wind. And we're going to be dining on a delicious meal of biscuits. Soggy biscuit. Oh, wait, no, the other one. <laughs> Chocolate starfish, hot dog water, and biscuits. <laughs> we listened Which to sound? Limp Biscuit Still Sucks, their new album. Yes. We do uh, do the round table here. Or, sorry, are you gonna say something? No, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna do. Oh uh, yeah, you okay. stole my thunder, you bastard. Well, I'll start then. So All on right. the scale, for those who don't know, negative five to five. I'm giving Limp Biscuit still sucks a three. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I am gonna give it a two. I also gave it a two. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I was very pleasantly surprised, and I was told I I totally thought we were going to come into this, and you guys were going to be giving it negatives, and I was going to be like the outlier. <laughs> so no, because like, uh, I liked it, but I don't know that I could defend that. Well, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff we can dive into here. Um, there is there definitely. Yeah. I guess first off, we'll do a little. I mean, it should be pretty obvious to everybody. If you haven't heard of Limp Biscuit, even as like a meme at this point, you. I don't really know what to do with you. I need <laughs> I to share my history with Limp Bizkit because I need to explain. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's good because we need like some context, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I have I have heavy history. 
with Limp Bizkit. First of all, I we, grew up... Hey, Sam and Fred go way back. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Durst. I grew baby. up in a very traditional conservative Christian home, if that hasn't been made clear. Um, <laughs> through the 16 years we've been doing this podcast or whatever. And there came an awakening in eighth grade, very specifically, where I discovered secular music. And it was for my very first secular song that I ever heard was Blink-182, uh, The Anthem Part 2. Hell yeah. With uh, Jeremy, who, rest in peace, you know, I've talked about him before on the podcast. He had it on his headphones and he passed me them and I heard it. And me being who I was, my very first question was, but is this Christian? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, they're totally talking about God versus the devil. And, you know, as, as it got more into it, I was like, no, it's not. But anyway. Talk about penises. Yeah. So after I heard that song, and it was it was literally like a, uh, a Wizard of Oz, everything was black and white before that. Everything was color after <laughs> I discovered uh, secular music. And for a long time after that, everything I heard was Blink-182, like embarrassingly so. Uh any Sum 41 song was Blink-182. Uh, any Gorillaz song was Blink-182. So I'd ask Jeremy. I'd be like, hey, man, can you make me a mix of Blink-182 songs? <laughs> and I would name all these different songs by all these different bands. Um, but uh, one of those was Rollin' by <laughs> Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was a Blink-182 song, too. It turned out it was this band called Limp Bizkit. I downloaded the CD. And uh, anybody who's heard Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, the album, knows that it's just stupid. There's like a song where it's like, it's a fucked up world. It's a fucked up place. Like they literally just say the F word as much as they can in one song. Well, I knew that I was never going to get away with that. Like any, anything, I was I was prone to spot checks in my house. There wasn't a lot of privacy. Um, notoriously, like just to, just to put in, in, in a reference to that. One time I bought Doom for Game Boy Advance, and Doom was a very strictly forbidden game in, in my household because my dad liked it for a long time and then decided it was satanic and, and like deleted it, and it was like one of those things that we just couldn't talk about. It was like the mm-hmm. Voldemort of the house. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I bought it for Game Boy Advance, and I took a summer vacation uh, to Colorado, with, and my friend Mike came along, and we both bought Doom to play it in the car. And every time we would stop playing it, I would sneak the cartridge out, I'd put it in my pocket, and I'd place it with Mario. Ah. And... um. He was like, why are you doing that? They're, like, you're not going to get caught, whatever. Sure enough, I got off the couch one time, was walking away, and my dad grabbed it from me. And was like, time to check. <laughs> and he popped out the cartridge, and it was Mario in, in there. And he was like, okay, good. And he put it back in there. <laughs> and my buddy Mike was like, oh. That's <laughs> so like that. funny. Um, and that would happen with CDs and tapes or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. what I ended up doing with Limp Biscuit, Hot Dog, because I really liked it. I really liked that album. I like there was like Blink One Eighty Two, uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which I didn't even get when it came out. I didn't understand like why that was funny. <laughs> and um, Limp Bizkit and this album. What I would do is I would take a cassette tape, like a, a Bill Gaither like gospel cassette tape, and I would put it in and I would record the Limp Bizkit disc onto the tape. Mmm, that's and like two hundred IQ. Yeah. yeah, that's some hacking. And it would snow, you know, it snows a lot in Wisconsin, in northern Wisconsin, northern Minnesota, and I would scoop snow and I'd be out there just pissed off because I used to, that's basically all I used to do was we had three decks because I came from privilege and I would basically just scoop 24-7 during the winter season and I would listen to Limp Bizkit on repeat over and over and over again. And sure enough, you know, anybody walking by would hear like, fuck, 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 and they'd be like, what are you listening to? 
And they'd stop, they'd grab my Walkman, and they'd be like, aha! And they'd pull out the tape, and it'd be Bill Gates or Gospel, and they'd be like, or Carmen, you know, cat <laughs> Carmen. Huh. Uh. Yeah, buddy. And they'd be like, oh, all right. <laughs> and they'd go about their business. So I really liked Limp Bizkit. I went through a real Limp Bizkit phase. And what's so great about that is how little I understood about anything they were saying. I went back and listened to like uh, that album again after listening to this one. And I was like, man, I had no idea what they were talking about for like 99% of this album. I just knew that they were saying the F word. <laughs> um, so listening to this, I don't know. I, I thought I was going to give it a way higher rating than you guys because it was very nostalgic for me. It was very just cool to hear Fred Durst's voice and that kind of funky guitar. And I will die on the hill that the guitar in this is outstanding. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> like... I was, I was, I like Limp Bizkit, and I was, the second that riff starts out in the first song, Out of Style, I was like, okay! Like, oh, <laughs> They're back! It's like, oh, damn! And uh, it got me hyped. I get hyped thinking about it. So that is my very long introduction to why I like Limp Bizkit, and now I'll let you guys talk. I'm sorry that I kind of hijacked that for a little bit. Yeah, um, my experience with Limp Bizkit, I never, because I think about that same transition period, right? Like, it, very similar situation growing up in a conservative Christian home. My uh, transition to secular music was through the avenue of what my dad liked when he was young. So it'd be like Foreigner or Led Zeppelin <laughs> or like all those old bands. I never really dipped my toes into, uh, I guess, contemporary at that time, secular music um, outside of what was played on the radio and Limp Bizkit on the station was not played on the stations we listened to. It was like Avril Lavigne and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I heard Limp Bizkit through a number, I would say like more than three probably, video game soundtracks, which was a huge avenue for a lot of secular music for me. I know Tony Hawk at least. Yeah, Tony Hawk. I I want to say Freak Style, which is a BMX game, had Limp Bizkit on. Oh I'm yeah, not a hundred percent sure if that's true, but I feel like they had like Nookie or something on it. Um, during that time, like I don't. There's something about that 2000s rap rock that really appeals to the young white boys, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so. I remember hearing that and being like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I never, I didn't even put two and two together that was Limp Bizkit until much later. And uh, I kind of bought into the the Limp Bizkit hate, which is very much addressed in this album. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, they fucking suck. Limp Bizkit. And it's like, I didn't really know what they were about. That was uh, a super popular and confusing opinion to me because I thought I was so cool for liking Limp Bizkit. And I'd go to like a youth group in the cities to try to make new friends. And I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I listen to Limp Bizkit. And they'd be like, that sucks. And I'd be like, well, now I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. What's and cool. And you, like, you just buy in because you saw on like YouTube comments that people are like, ah, Limp Bizkit, dude, this is like Limp Bizkit. They suck. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, it's, there's a number of bands from that era that I actually still have kind of fond memories of including saliva which we just covered was that last i think one before last and yeah it's cringe as heck but there's like some early saliva stuff like i like click click boom <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love click click boom yeah, and what? like that you know like 
And again, we talk about this probably every single Crust in the Wind, but there's like so much nostalgia going into a lot of this discussion. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I guess before I go any further, Corey, do you, what was your experience with like Limp Biscuit growing up? Uh, I mean, I'd heard like Tony Hawk and whatever, like like whatever PS2 games. I'd heard like some of the more popular songs. I didn't really think that much one way or the other about Limp Bizkit. I never really like got into them or like went out of my way to listen to them beyond like whatever you might hear in movies or TV or on the radio or whatever. Um, mine was, so from a starting point, the album, like just how much I like the music, I'm, I, I give it a two. Cause it's like, it's actually pretty good. There's some, there's some real bangers on here. There's a couple forgettable ones and whatever, but like, I don't think there's anything on here that's bad. And there's a lot that's like actually pretty good. Uh, I'm bumping it up to a three because of how like totally self-aware it is and how it's almost like a weird L like parody of Olympus. It really is. Yeah. 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 It's like they're, they're they're ripping themselves intentionally. And it's like, that's like a full point. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that's like a hard thing to do. It's, it's hard to like rip yourself well. They do it very, very, very well. Yeah. So here like, is here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the first four songs here. If we're gonna talk about why we gave it the rating, are the, the first best. four songs. I was ready to give this just about a four, or I was even. I, there yeah. was a moment there where I was thinking, like, is this gonna be a five? I album? I played because, this. Uh, I yeah. queued up for a game of Dota and put this album on, and like the first four, like first like ten minutes of the game or whatever. I'm like, damn, this is fucking. This yeah. is actually yeah. so sick. <laughs> I was really at don't change track number five and then the, pretty much the ballad. Is yeah. That, then you, yeah. it goes through like this whole run of things where it really fell off for me. And yeah. Limp Bizkit has always had this problem, like behind blue eyes is one of their famous singles that I hate. And that's a cover obviously, but I Not mean the like, who, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like one that they should like, I hate it when it's, it's just as bad as what disturbed covered the sound of silence. Like it's sacrilege basically, you know, like stay in your lane. And I felt like these guys stayed in their lane so well in the first four songs. And yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. What's uh, is it? Love the hate. Oh uh, yeah, love the hate. Yep. Yeah, where they're like, uh, it's that was, that's a very funny track. Yeah, for the, for very... the viewers, it's literally like a song where like two friends are talking to each other about how much they hate Limp Bizkit and how Fred Durst sucks and he's washed up and you know whatever. It's so good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and now that we're kind of diving into the album, there's. We gave major props to like Power Man Five Thousand, right? Yes, they they are very self aware. They know exactly what they're doing, and it shows. They're they're just weird for the sake of being weird. They have this weird like horror sci fi aesthetic, and they don't shy away from it even now, even though they're banned from like I don't know two thousand two or whatever it is. But <laughs> Limp Bizkit is funny compared to them because the Power Man. Like that kind of band has like they're on they've been weird kind of forever. Limp Biscuit was very, very popular for a very short window of time. And they took themselves very seriously during yes, that they, time. Yes, they yeah. And um, you know, they kind of you know, obviously they fell out of style. People are like to shit on them big time. And uh everybody kind of thought, you know, Fred Durst washed up has been like he's the opposite of self aware. Then they released this album. And it's, been, so I can't remember the which track it was on, but he was just like, he was acknowledged as like the irony of him wearing a cross, 
<laughs> on his neck. What I don't remember what track that is. I don't is, remember but, either. But that like, might just, be out of style. That might be the first song. Yeah, and it was just like that line is just so funny because like he acknowledges all the shit they've gotten, and then the first half of the album is them just literally saying, "We don't give a fuck." Like <laughs> if you've thought this entire time that we've given a fuck you're mistaken <laughs> like yeah. we know what we're doing we're doing it intentionally and we don't care what you have to say about it which i respect endlessly like if you can get to that point where you're not caring whatsoever but then like sam was saying the second half of the album they kind of revert back to uh some more well not entirely but like a couple of the tracks are more serious minded right uh, I gotta pull up the album to know exactly. There are some real speed bumps yeah. in the second I'll, half of the album. I'll and, say and it. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like, don't change. Uh, you bring out the worst in me. Uh, uh, empty like, hole. Barnacle. Well, goodbye. The last yeah, track too. Goodbye uh, is honestly, I was still hanging on in three until I heard goodbye. There's a line that I specifically wrote down in my notes for this. That is, uh, what is it? You're hiding the truth. You're my Lion King. Yeah, yep. yeah, that was rough. That was rough. That's so inex, and it's like the hook, and it's so bad. I, I gotta say, when I was uh, researching the album uh, on Wikipedia, there were four songs that were intended to be on this album, but were removed uh, and released as non-album singles. At least two of them are fucking bangers, like capital really? B bangers. Yeah. How do I find them? What are they? <laughs> I want to uh, hear more of their bangers. I will because when they go hard, they go real hard. Like I'm that first, like I defy them. you. I defy everybody listening to this. Like, okay, you don't want to listen to the whole album. Maybe you hate Limp Bizkit. Listen to Out of Style because that guitar comes in, and you're going to be making that. You know that that face you make, like the stank face. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the stank face. <laughs> the and stank you're going to be like, mm. oh mm. yeah. <laughs> you're going to be grunting. You're going to be grunting like uh, Danny DeVito <laughs> when he's the bull on, uh, <laughs> on uh, or the warthog on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, one, one of the songs is Ready to Go featuring Lil Wayne. That song okay. f- fucking owns. <laughs> Lil Wayne. Excellent. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even when it gets serious near, or I guess pseudo serious, I don't know. We're in a post irony world. Nothing makes sense anymore. But, uh, even later in the album, you kind of can't hate on them too much because the first half of the album is them saying, we don't care. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> we literally don't care. Like, we're just going to do what we want to do, which is exactly what you should be doing. And it just so happens that Limp Biscuit, they're just going to keep doing Limp Biscuit things. I don't know why. Like, I don't know how you can be upset about that. They're unapologetically saying, yeah, we hear why you hate us, but we're going to keep doing it anyway. It doesn't matter to us, which is huge respect from me. Yeah. Like, I, I totally understand the complaints, like rap rock and like all that kind of stuff. New metal. Know, f- yeah. Yeah. Fell out of style. But someone who acknowledges the fa- those criticisms and is just like, uh, whatever, we're, this is what we know. We're going to keep doing it. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. So, really great album. Could have been, I mean, I have a feeling that if they kept some of these other bangers in, it would have been up, really up for me. I'm telling you, those first four songs. If they could I, uh, maintain the pace, it, yeah. that's a legit four or five album. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, there there even, was a moment. Yeah. 
right around dad vibes i was like is this gonna be a fight yeah, <laughs> yeah. am i gonna go to war and i did <laughs> i love i just love how early 2000 is he's just like oh yeah shut up bitch like every yeah, two seconds so good. and you're just like yeah nobody's doing this anymore no one's saying it's shut hilarious. up bitch <laughs> and what makes the joke so good and and i don't know it's just there's a contradiction in how good the instrumentals are versus his vocals which would usually annoy me but it all seems like it's like that's their act. Like they're so aware of it. It's so funny. Like they have some like really talented triple A uh, musicians playing on this thing. Like their bass is good. <laughs> their guitar is just excellent. Uh, I don't want to speak to the, the. They have catchy drums. I don't know oh, if yeah. you would agree that they're good drums, but they're very good beats. And then you got this guy just being like, <laughs> "What's up, What's up, Yeah, it's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was uh, this, this was definitely this was... a pleasant surprise. Yeah, because they definitely could have been on the uh, "We're Not Going to Acknowledge Ourselves" track and just continued, and they would be amongst our uh, you know hall of shame of crust in the wind acts where they're like, you just don't get it, like trapped. Trapped is yeah, the yeah, yeah. the pinnacle of not understanding what people think about you, but recording yeah. music anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I think it's a thumbs up from all of us. We all liked it. I would, uh, recommend to anybody, even if you just in passing, like if you listen to like Nookie or Roland or any of those things and you just have like a faint memory of them, you could like the standout the first, tracks to me are like out of style, dad vibes, out of style so good. turn it up, yeah. bitch. Is yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first four songs. If you have a party mix or any kind of like vibe, excuse me, vibe mix or whatever. Out of style, dirty rotten biscuit, dad vibes, and turn it up, bitch. Put those four songs on it and thank us later because those are those are bangers. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I was very happy. I, this this was so much better. I was so worried it was gonna suck. For sure. And like right from the minute it kicked on, I was like, oh hell yeah! Oh, <laughs> it's only thirty. The whole so album is thirty one minutes this, long. Yeah, it's not yeah, a it's, long album. Most like even like uh, the songs we're talking about, like out of style is like one of their longest ones and it's uh well one of their longest song has like a i i I think it's a crank call or it's like a faked crank call oh like a skit yeah yeah snacky they do a kind of funny skit where like a blog is interviewing their guitarist yeah um outside of that out of style is their longest song we're talking that's another early dad vibes is 2012 turn it up bitch is 220 they're not very long Remember when albums had skits? Eminem was big on that. Yeah. And I don't get, why would you do that? Like, I don't understand. Like, why would you put skits on your album? It's, At least it make them their own momentum. tracks so you can skip them. Yeah, yeah. it destroys the momentum yeah, of the I was album. Just, like, I think back to, like, well, if it's supposed to be listened to as, like, a cohesive unit, I can kind of understand it, right? Like, it's, like, it's part of the uh, artistic vision of the album. But in the digital age, that kind of falls apart. Like it well, it's the same complaint we have with the Killers album, right? Like, yeah. If you listen to the straight vanilla version, the first minute or thirty seconds to like a minute thirty seconds on most of the tracks is just like this uh, preview, which is all very good. But like, if you want to just listen to the songs, you can't really skip it. Ironically enough, with the Killers, that's the only thing I remember from the album. Those were very good. They were very good. Little yeah, pieces to to set the stage for what they were doing, but their music was so forgettable. 
Well, yeah. Well, he's becoming <laughs> Bruce Springsteen before our very oh, 100%, eyes. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's next on uh, Crust in the Wind? Uh, next is, I don't know. I don't know when to be optimistic or pessimistic anymore, actually. So I, I can't say anything. We're going right. to listen to Circles by P.O.D. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> All right. Yes. Here comes I'm the actually, boom. I'm actually excited for this. I am too. P.O.D. <laughs> P.O.D. gets a pass from me. I liked I liked them even more than uh, Limp Bizkit back in the day. <laughs> I was a big I was a big fan of P.O.D. Yeah. Uh, one of my dude, just just hearing them bring back memories. Tom, me and your brother, who I've been talking to again, we've been he's he's been sharing a lot of music with me. Good, very good taste, by the way. Uh, Tom's brother, who I won't name on here or anything like that. You've got good taste in music. He was uh, on one of our episodes. He was the live studio audience for yeah. fans. <laughs> Um, one of whenever you say P.O.D., the first thing I think of is like totally that eighth, ninth grade experience where Tom, your brother, and I were up in my room, and I called a girl that I had a crush on and did like the ultimate junior high thing where you're like, I have one more thing I need to tell you. Nookie. I like you, and then we hung up the phone and we're like, <laughs> 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 and, and then, then play listen. here comes the boom, <laughs> and then we played, and then we played P.O.D. We played oh P.O.D. It's like the ultimate like thirteen year old memory. Like telling girls we liked them and then listening to POD. That is so Hell funny. Yes, yeah. I can't wait to listen to POD. Maybe I should have saved that story for next week. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, bring on some bring on some POD. Yeah. That yeah. was the crossover band. That was like the uh the uh Christian Limp Biscuit, right? POD. Or Christian we Saliva, are the, I guess. Uh, the youth of the nation. nation. Yeah. <laughs> He said, tick of the chest, he took two to the chest. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> hyped for that, actually. I can't wait to see what that's all about. Well, I'm cautiously optimistic, I'll say. <laughs> I don't know where they ended up, but we'll find out next week, or ne- two, two weeks from now. Hell yeah. Are we doing, are we doing an episode before the Megasode? Yeah. Because then we're going to basically record, and then we'll record again right away. That's a good point. Let me look at the dates here. So we would be recording a full episode, a regular one. Today's the 27th of... November, it would be on the 11th of, no, 27th, did I say November? Yeah. Yeah, and then the next one would be the 11th of December. This is a peek behind the curtain. I know this is very exciting. Scheduling. Um, And then our Megasode, we have slated for the 18th, 18th. of December. So, I don't know. I, I think kinda, it could go either way. Thinking, I was kind of thinking maybe we'd take a break till the Megasode because that's going to be so much, and I don't want to be out of energy from recording the week yeah, before but that's true. just my yeah. point that's a good point yeah okay so uh maybe we'll revisit that in the new year at some point yeah we'll do pod either in january or february depending on how long we want to take a break before between seasons yeah um yeah that's exciting uh let's see what else we got on the topic list boys let's see here Going to the Stap Report. Let's see. Oh, yeah, we, Tom, you saw two different shows. I did. Yes. Uh, one of them I was going to bring up on the last episode. Um, this is basically the last episode revisited, isn't it, at this point? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got like to Dune. see. It's, it's <laughs> becoming pretty fashionable to, to split things into two. This is like part two. Yeah. So this is, uh, I don't what was the title? Oh, uh, sexy cartoons or cartoon rabbits or something. Part two. Yeah, cartoon rabbits part two. Yeah. <laughs> um, our epic. This is our epic. <laughs> this actually fits in perfectly because Limp Biscuit. One of the first times I heard them was WrestleMania 19. 
They were the live act. Oh shit! Um, and I was like, "Wow, this this band's rocking." As the like, I don't know, the rock. You saw Limp Biscuit live? No, no, no. It was a uh, uh, pay per view WrestleMania. Oh, that would be a hype memory. Oh, actually, I was I was gonna no, say no, no. like, "Damn, man, that's no. pretty dope." Actually. My parents wouldn't have never taken me to a wrestling show uh, when I was a kid, but. I got to fulfill that childhood dream twice in a row, two nights. Hell yeah. And got to see AEW uh, live, one of the nights being a pay-per-view event. Uh, for those who don't know, I've brought it up on a Megasoda, I think. AEW is a wrestling show, uh, an up-and-comer, kind of the underdog. They're taking on WWE, who has been the only wrestling show for, I don't know, two, two or three decades at this point. Um, but it was really fun. Like, there's something. I was shocked at all the people I knew who went to that. I think people from every friends group and part of my life were there. There, there really? were like hosts of my favorite podcasts that were there. I had family members there. You, you were there, Tom. I had friends from the army that actually flew in and went to it. So there were like a lot. Like, was it huge? Were there like thousands of people there? Oh, yeah, the I think I think it was a sold out event. So it was like the uh, let's see, uh, the Target Center here in uh, Minneapolis, which is where the Timberwolves play. Um, super packed event. I'll talk more about the pay per view. Like the the night before was kind of like just a setup for the pay per view, which was still really fun. But the pay per view was awesome. <laughs> uh, for those who haven't been to a wrestling show, I would encourage you. I know, like I. Trust me, I'm full. Uh, I'm well aware of the reputation of wrestling. <laughs> like I understand, it's sweaty guys in underpants hugging each other. But there's something so fun about a wrestling show. It's not. It's it's unlike any other live event I've ever been to. It's a show where heckling is encouraged you're encouraged to participate and boo people and like yell whatever comes to mind. And, uh, it's, it's just so much fun. And there was a, it was awesome. One of the most interesting memories I have of it is, so my dad, um, used to watch some wrestling when he was younger so this is long ago, where it was still kind of thought to be somewhat real. Like some people believed that it was 100% real. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, what the... F I got to look up the guy's name. There's this uh, particular wrestler who pretended... He was like from Iowa or something. <laughs> and he pretended to be a Russian guy. Uh, let's Google this real quick. Yes, Baron Von Roschke. First of all... Baron is uh, German, I think. <laughs> so I don't think that's 100% right. Anyway, he did this move called the claw. My dad would talk about him all the time, and he would always like pantomime the move. And, uh, just some childhood memories I'm dumping. Um, he was there. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and he's this old, like, all the old, way from Iowa. He's this old, bald guy, and he was like, uh, they panned the camera over, and he's doing the claw move, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Then they had like Chris Jericho was there, Christian was there, like uh it was a ton of fun. And for those listening who have witnessed the pay-per-view, here's a little uh little uh behind the scenes for you. You can see me and my brother. We were both there 
we're recorded forever for all time on this AEW pay-per-view for a split second and it is when uh it was during the what is it the Minnesota street fight they called it or something ah. and it's when Christian Cage is battling I think it's Nick Jackson down the stairwell in the crowd mm. they came down our aisle right yeah. past us and uh, yeah, you can see us. It's just so much fun. <laughs> what did was, they smell like? I didn't get a close enough sniff. Um, yeah, they right in front so. of you. Didn't take a little sniffy poo. No, I didn't take a little sniff. I actually yelled, which the camera did not pick up after watching the uh, damn pay per view. I yelled, "Get his ass!" But uh, it didn't pick it up. It said, "Get his ass," but you didn't sniff his ass. I didn't touch his ass either. We're just two very different people. I know. So maybe next time I'll we're get a, to, I'll get a sniff report if I can get close enough. I, get two of those kind of men next to me, I'm gonna take a sniff. <laughs> oh, uh, I've got to no. know. I've got to know. <laughs> I've got to know. What does that much creatine smell like? <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It was. And, like, the crowd is so much fun during these shows. There's a moment where, um, I don't know if it was caught on the camera or anything, but there's a guy who was hitting another guy with a toaster. Basically, this Minnesota street fight was, like, all the inventions for Minnesota, like, water skis, the toaster. Uh, <laughs> um, That's the actually, what a great idea for yeah, a fight. The bunt That's cake so tin. And they're all beating each other with this, and this one guy has a toaster, and he's slamming on this other guy, and then the crowd just starts chanting, we want toast. <laughs> it was so much fun and uh, and then Chris Jericho reaches into this barrel full of goodies and he pulls out the prince symbol you know what I'm talking about <laughs> and he holds it up and the whole crowd goes absolutely bananas seeing that and then they start chanting purple rain I oh. love the idea of going to see a show where like the yelling isn't like the screaming is encouraged where like you yeah. don't have to, yeah that sounds it's, like a fucking blast actually it's the only show I've been I guess like I don't know I haven't been to like a monster truck show but it might be the same <laughs> Bigfoot I, don't know. I would totally go see monster trucks by the way oh that would be yeah. that would be fucking <laughs> if I could see Gravedigger before I die <laughs> um, if you ever like get tickets and you're like hey Sam I'm gonna go see some monster trucks and I'm like nah then you can go ahead and shoot me right there that solves like the clone. <laughs> dilemma that happens in every movie where there's a double made of somebody because hell yeah i want to see monster trucks if i oh shit monster jam is in minneapolis in february what what date uh the 13th Ooh. let's see monster jam is in they're on the 11th in u.s bank stadium and then the 13th in u.s bank stadium ah all right all right what days are those uh stand by that is the Friday and Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Ooh, Sunday. Dude. We might have to do that. Does it overlap? The, We're seeing like two other things in Minneapolis. Does it and in overlap? February. Yeah. Uh, so Ghost is on the 6th. Okay. Reliant K is on the 20th. So it's right in the middle. Oh my God. It literally would be three Saturdays in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's there's no way brutal. I can swing that. Yeah, there's that's, no way I can no. swing that. That's rough. Next time, maybe next time. I have uh, to see. My, it's so really hard to like sell that to my wife now. to be like, hey, for a completely selfish reason, I'm going away for an entire day. I'm gonna watch <laughs> I'm Monster gonna Trucks <laughs> every week. <laughs> I'm gonna be gone every weekend for a month. See it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
One time I'm going to see a, a Satanist band. <laughs> Next time I'm going to see Monster Truck. <laughs> then I'm going to see a band that was popular a long time ago and at this point are... They're at a tiny venue, by the way, for like Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just two guys now, too. It's Matt Thiessen and whoever stuck around with him. Matt Hoops. Yeah. Oh, is Matt Hoops the one that stuck around? Good for him. I like Matt Hoops. Um, but yeah, to cap this all off for the first show anyway, um, if you get a chance to see a wrestling show, as much as you may be like diametrically opposed to the concept of professional wrestling, and I understand, like it's you have to sacrifice a bit of your brain to like go witness these events. Just go to the show, man. It's so fun. Are they expensive or are they pretty reasonable? Um, it was pretty expensive for AEW. I I guess I should say I went to a WWE show also with my brother. That was not good. <laughs> we went to a taping of Raw and it was very boring and there was nothing exciting. AEW shows wall to wall stacked completely fun the entire way through both times we went. I mean we went two days in a row. It was awesome. I would gladly go again and again and again for indefinitely. It was just too much fun. Um, I guess the next show, which was referenced, I'll try to keep this one short. I know I just kind of rambled about wrestling for a while, was Churches or Chiverches. How are you supposed to say it? I've never heard it before. It's Churches. churches sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. okay. 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 But it's spelled Chiverches. Um, yeah. Super awesome show also that was at the armory in minneapolis uh venue venue it's an awesome venue like for those who don't know about the armory it was an armory at one point it's the lakers played in the 50s or something and uh it's like retrofitted to be a concert venue now it's a big wide open standing room only venue but all around around the perimeter is bars You, like, you will never wait for a second to get alcohol in this venue. <laughs> you can walk in any direction and hit a bar. Yeah, I love that place. <laughs> yeah, it's where we saw Ghost yeah. three years ago at this point. Two, two years ago? Yeah. It can't two be three. There's was... no way it was three, Yeah, I right? think it was two years ago. October, two years ago. Yeah, and we saw Megadeth there two months ago or whenever. Yep, yep, that's where we, yeah. Where we complain about back pain on one of the other episodes. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. I love that that venue. That's like uh, that might be my favorite concert venue that I've been to. I was I've just been, thinking that too. I I've think been that to mostly be the theaters, one. and I don't dislike yeah. theaters, but like that place is like special. It's got like a cool shtick, you know. It's not just like a building. Yeah, and uh, it, this is for all the uh, young lads out there who might not have a, a lady friend at this point. If you want to meet women, go to a church's show, man. <laughs> It's about 80% uh, people on dates already. So, you know, your mileage may vary trying to get in on that. Uh, but the other... But you never know. That's true. You could, <laughs> you could chat up on somebody and be like, get the fuck out of here, you little weasel. Which I will get to in a second. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Tons of young, single ladies just uh, ready to meet some handsome... Not any of our listenership uh, men. So, <laughs> uh, the other thing is, if you're not a super tall person, I think I'm smack average height. It's like six foot. I was like, for most of the show, the tallest person there. It's a sea of manlets. <laughs> they're, they're all 
it was all super short guys, which is awesome. <clears throat> it's like I'm used to going to metal shows where it's like all these super tall, like Nordic descent Viking people who are <laughs> like six foot five and they can't see shit. You go to church's show, you can see the whole thing. The entire show is completely so that's unobstructed. Soy milk. So yeah, that's soy milk. All they served at the bar was soy milk. Uh, and estrogen shots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you wash it down with soylent. Everyone was ovulating on your way out. <laughs> yeah. All synced Blood up everywhere. By the yeah. Even the men. <laughs> um, the women were bleeding. The men were bleeding. It was a Children massacre. were bleeding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you don't know Church's synth pop band, um, huge fan, personally. I don't know if the lads here. Have you listened to much Churches, either of you? No, not at all, actually. Enough to know I like them. They're, I have a few songs in steady rotation through some of my mixes, but some of my vibe mixes, but Here's, not enough to like be able to speak in depth about their catalog. They did not play my favorite song of their catalog, and that's one bone to pick. Do you know what song that might be, Sam? I would guess Black Sheep. No, that's Metric, by the way. Oh, well, then I don't know who... That's Metric? Yeah. I thought that was a Churches song. Damn, maybe I don't know Churches. Uh, they didn't play Our Death churches Stranding. Oh, that's Churches? Yeah. Oh, Don't Be So Serious? No, that's uh, Dull, Silent Roar? Dull Roar? Oh my god, I'm terrible at this. Churches <laughs> is... Uh, Which synth pop band is it? Pull it together and you drift apart. That's Death Stranding, the title track. Oh, sure. Um, that Churches did that song. Uh, they did not play that. Zero out of ten is basically what I'm getting to. I've just had my mind. Apparently, every female vocal-led synth pop band is the same one to me. <laughs> Fair I enough. didn't know there was more than one. This is the Blink-182. I'm so glad that I mentioned the fact that I thought every band was Blink-182. Because now apparently I think every band is churches. Yeah, so I guess uh, uh, I'll, real quick, ad hoc, do a little recommendation for churches for anybody who might be curious about their discography. <clears throat> their most recent album Screen Violence is very good uh, Love is Dead came out in 2018 that's probably their weakest Every Eye Open is also a very good album that came out in 2015 and they have their first album which is I think still my absolute favorite album is very good I can't remember the name of it right now let me let's see here it is The Bones of What You Believe came out in 2013 excellent album Check them out if you like synth pop. You like little Scottish girl dancing around singing songs. They're all they're all for you. So there, I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, to move on to the next topic, this one's for you and I. I think Sam. I don't know if Corey has seen any of this. The Cowboy Bebop live action has premiered oh, on yeah. Netflix. Oof, yeah. Um. It's not good. <laughs> not a controversial opinion. What what strikes me is how much it feels like a community college production. <clears throat> yes. Like a community theater production. You told me this uh, observation uh, when we were playing Call of Duty the other night, and it is 100% true. It uh, definitely has that feeling of a very staged <laughs> play about Cowboy Bebop. Like, I don't know if any of you had theater friends growing up, but I did. 
and they would be so excited they'd drag me to some underground production of like Othello and <laughs> seeing these people that cared so much try so hard to swing above their talent level there was something that you had to begrudgingly respect about it but you could never call it good and that was how I started out feeling about Cowboy Bebop like I was like oh they're trying so hard like I gotta give them points um that being said, I have not been able to finish it. It's unwatchable, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, it's really so bad. It's not good. Yeah, for sure. It starts out, you're like, oh, this is cute. They're trying and just grates on you. Like, the, the biggest thing I can rant about it is I don't know what they were thinking with Vicious, the main villain. Yeah. He's basically a co-lead now. Like, half of the time is spent with him. Anybody writing anything, never make your ominous or your, your, like, yeah, your, like, big threat villain a whiny asshole like just don't like <laughs> it's the anakin effect that's the yeah, only other thing yeah, we can yeah. think of like yep. he's always like i don't want to work for them and it's not scary or threatening at all if anything it takes away from it sucks the yeah. entertainment out I, of every I episode know I, he's in. I told you this um i saw one clip from the show and i knew instantly i was never ever going to watch it and it was a guy i don't know who any of these people are it was a black guy talking to a lady and the black part is relevant I'm not just throwing it in. <laughs> and he goes... Corey, we, we, we've well established you see everything through the lens of race. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, are you trying to blackmail me? And this woman who, I don't know what character or whatever she is, oh, she goes, yeah. well, you are black and you're certainly male. And I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, I, uh, nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tom, you pointed, out, this. <laughs> you pointed out that these people thought, the people who wrote this thought they were hilarious. And yes. they are not. No, not, <laughs> not remotely. not funny. Nope. And it's, it's, uh, okay, there's two ways to look at the show, I think. There's people who have seen Cowboy Bebop, the actual animated series, and there's people who haven't. I think for people who have not seen the animated Cowboy Bebop series, they might be able to get something from the show. There are points where it's, I would say, okay. Like, there's a, there's... Like, I guess one thing, they do a lot of practical effects, which I always appreciate when I see it. Like, the first episode during the uh, the casino heist scene where they interrupt, there's some, like, miniature work and stop-motion animation, if you noticed. I'm not sure if you did or not, but I always like seeing that kind of stuff. I don't like the huge focus on CG. Um, There's some... You know, very beautiful shots. There's some... The action scenes, I will say, are very well-directed. They don't rely on the shaky camera, which I always appreciate. Just let the action be seen. Don't shake the shit out of the camera. Uh, a la Jason Bourne. <laughs> However, <clears throat> the biggest caveat, if you've seen Cowboy Bebop, this is a travesty. <laughs> like, it is so not the show... And that, and the most painful part of it is they are trying so hard to be Cowboy Bebop and failing outright completely. From my biggest thing, quit trying to adapt anime. Yeah, to live action. Just quit trying to do it. Yeah, like there's a reason it was made as an anime. There's a reason it works as an anime. <laughs> yeah, like this is a problem I have with so much new stuff. Literally, change a few things about it. Call it a different name. And the show would probably be well, well, not super respected, but it'd be like better than a, it was. It would be yeah. better received than it was if it was 
a cowboy bebop, this legendary, hyper popular, artistic, super awesome anime, and they're just like, you know what? Let's make this with humans. Yeah. Which it does it never works. You can't capture that the feel of anime, like the action scenes and everything. You can't do it. Like there's been so many attempts. You can there's a a huge back catalog. It's like video game movies. You look at the huge back catalog of people who have attempted this shit, and it never, ever, ever works. Ever. So just stop. Just stop doing it. Yeah, the reason anime works is because it is animated. And it's a, it's, a, it's a platform to tell stories that you can't tell in live-action stylings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And any attempt you're going to you're starting out at your knees because you're starting out with a 50% disadvantage because everything that made the an animated special good you're losing because now it's just real world stuff yep and then you're stuck in this horrible place of having to stick to it close enough that you don't disarm or offend any of the big time fans but you still need to make it universally accessible for people yeah, that would never watch anime it's the episode and, uh, 7 effect yeah oh like, yeah yeah star wars it's got to be close enough to the original that it piques the original fans' interest, but it has to be different, or like it has to be accessible enough for new fans. And that's exactly what they tried to do, but it doesn't work. The whole point of Cowboy Bebop is, is this very super stylistic, very interesting story that it, it, you can't water it down. Otherwise, it loses that edge of like style to it. The soundtrack is really bizarre in the show. They play music pretty much constantly, and most of the time it doesn't fit the scene at all. The villain is completely incompetent. Actually, everybody's completely incompetent in the show. The villain is the one that broke me, though. Honestly, yeah. I, was, I was cruising pretty long well with it. I cannot stand Vicious. Yeah, he I sucks. I cannot stand him. He sucks. Yeah, he's can't. incompetent. Like, in the, in the anime, he's like a threatening guy. Like, you don't know much about him. He just shows up. It's because they did him like Jaws. He's very, very rarely seen, and when he is, he's a huge problem. Yeah. That, like, you don't know if that they're going to But in this him. show, he's, like, in every episode, and he's just, like, a whiny bitch that is, like, Who oh. Who abuses his wife. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, yeah, this is a good villain. <laughs> because <laughs> he's beats like he didn't know he was the way. bad guy. He also he, beats his wife. Yeah. He bad. He beat women. Like. But, like, the way they do it, like, it's not even, like, in a threatening, like, scary way. It's literally, like, his bosses will tell him off, and he'll go home and take it out on his wife. Yeah. He's, like, a petulant <laughs> like actually, little Yeah, bitch. that's, like, what like, it is. Like, he gets yelled at his by bosses, and he's, like, and then goes and chokes his wife. And you're, like, I just don't, like, I plain don't like this guy. I don't hate him in a, like, oh, he's a villain, and I can't wait to see his comeuppance kind of way. I just actually don't want to be seeing a medium with him in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And... Like, just a real quick round table of all the characters, all right, for, like, those who have seen the anime. Spike, the protagonist, the main guy, he's this uh, aloof kind of uh, pseudo-lazy guy obsessed with food that is, kicks ass. In an anime? Really? Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> aloof, um, lazy, obsessed with food? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that this they got to play special, him. Corey. It's special, okay? It's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your stupid mouth up, Corey. Shut up. Um, Sorry. It's Cowboy Bebop, man. The guy they got to play him. Tried Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse plays Spike Spiegel. Just kidding. It's, what's his name? Steven Cho? Something? I don't Cho. know. Cho. I just know it's Cho. Um, and he's from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
The guy from Harold and Kumar got super ripped, and he's playing Spike. We are in the worst universe. And we're in the worst timeline. He, we just are. He, uh, it, you can tell he's trying too hard to play this character. So that's a problem. He wanted this to be good. He wanted this to be yeah a huge thing. He wanted it so bad. And I think that he's one of the 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 two main leads. The black guy and him are not awful. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. The guy who plays Jet Black, like, he sounds like Jet Black from Cowboy Bebop. He plays the character much the same. Spike is a little too energetic. He's supposed to be, I think, a little more aloof and lazy sounding and more kind of, like, distant. Yeah. Uh, in this show, he's a little, I don't know. And then, oh, God. There's just so much wrong with it. And then Faye is, like, kind of a Mary Sue character in this show. She literally has like purple hair, which like she did in the anime, but like it's a different context nowadays, I think. And uh, kind of a frustrating watch because she's, I don't know. They, first of all, this might be a nitpick and it probably is. She curses more than anybody else in the show, which I find a little out of place. Did you get that impression, Sam, at all? Am I crazy? Um, you know, she, I could take her leave her. She, the three, I guess the two leads were really good. I thought the two guys, well, not really good. I thought they were the best. She never did anything that bothered me enough to quit watching. She has a very rough introduction. Yeah. Like she, her first episode, and I have not seen the whole show, but her first, the first episode she's in is the worst one. Um, and she's definitely not like Faye Valentine in the anime. And that has a lot to do with, in the anime, she uses her sexuality as a weapon, and that's a huge part of her whole thing. Yeah. And that doesn't work in 2021. For it could, sure. but I mean, it's just not... It, for the woke Netflix era, and Netflix is a very woke station, they turned it into your typical trash mouth, strong, feminine uh, lesbian. I mean, that's what they did. Yeah. And, yep. you know, that's that's what Netflix... That's If Netflix is a coat of paint, that's what it does. For and, sure. And um, she's the most competent one in the room at any time. Um, they definitely did not get the chemistry right between the three at all. <laughs> no, not um, even remotely. Like the 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 direction and the writing is what what makes this suck. I don't think it's any of the actors or actresses' faults. Um, except for Vicious, I think that guy just sucks. That guy had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, but the directing in this and the way they deliver their dialogue is so instantly off and wrong. It constantly, it, that, that's what, honestly, the way they deliver their lines is what makes me think of community theater so long, because there's always like a weird, awkward pause between everything they say. It yeah, never and they're, sounds natural or like they're actually talking to each other. And even their like positioning in the frame or in a shot is very like stage theater style. It looks like yeah. most of the time. You could tell me that these people were never in the same room and recorded their parts and then like over Zoom and like green screened it together. And I would believe you because there's always just too long of a pause like a weird shift in tone between every line that's delivered that it never feels like they were communicating in a flow. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to summarize, if you like the anime, you're better off just skipping it. If you've never seen it, just watch the anime. Like this whole show seemed like a, it actually felt at times like an advertisement. Like it was shot almost like an ad. Yeah. Yeah. For the anime, <laughs> and we're in an age anime and stuff like that is is in a re, like it's cool for the first time. Like you're driving down the street, you see anime on the back of cars and stuff all the time. Anime is very socially accepted. I was describing Death Note to my wife on Thanksgiving actually, 
we were driving, we were talking and she was like, I really want to watch that. She's like, I just have to get past the fact that it's a cartoon. And I'd be like, I'm telling you, it's not what you think. Anime is a great art form that tells a lot of really great stories. Yeah, for um, sure. Absolutely. And we don't need live action versions of it. No, yeah. stop it. <laughs> just don't do it. Like we saw how the Death Note movie turned out, which I thought was <laughs> like, if you all things considered, if you had not seen Death Note before, it's like, okay, it might be entertaining. It's like an okay movie. But, I, I, from the perspective, I hadn't seen Death Note yet, and I did watch it, and yeah, I was entertained. It wasn't that good, but it, really, that's super interesting. I've since seen Death Note, uh, but yeah, I was entertained. I, I, on on our scale, I'd give the Death Note movie like a one. Really, I'd probably give it that's a zero. Crazy. I think I didn't outright hate it. I'd have given it a negative it, two. I hated it. Yeah. The only thing I liked was William Defoe. Yeah, as, I like uh, without, <laughs> without William. Like. If it was anybody but William Defoe, it's probably a zero, maybe a negative one. I liked <laughs> yeah. him a lot in that. <laughs> I loved him in that. He was amazing, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. But yeah. That being said, there is something on Netflix that is almost kind of it's very different, and I'm really into it right now. Um, it's Hellbound. That's and the Korean far, show, right? Hellbound. And yeah, Down? It's, a, it's another Korean show. <laughs> that's funny, Corey. Uh, I got that <laughs> reference. Um, Hellbound, uh, and I'm just going to tell you what it's about because I wasn't super interested in it until I got a synopsis, so I'm going to wet your whistles with this because I'm only on like episode three. The What it is is that in modern times, there's a new phenomenon that happens where an angel, which is a giant creepy face, appears to people and says, you're going to die in at 3 p.m. on Tuesday and you're going to hell. There's nothing you can do about it. And... <laughs> When that time comes up, these giant, like, titan ape people, <laughs> demon shadow things, come out of the, like, come out of nowhere and beat the shit out of you before they melt you and send you to hell. Like, if you like pro wrestling, like, they, like, straight up, they just beat the shit out of these people. Like, pick them up by their heads and, like, slam them around on cars. Oh my God. Take bites out of them. It's so brutal. And then, like, they all put their heads out and melt them to ash. And, uh, it's, it's, that is such a ridiculous concept, but it's all about how the world would actually react to that and like how that would change everything. Like if that was something that would happen and then what gives it a little bit of a twist and I don't know how the story ends up yet is the conspiracy is cause there's a church coming up that like says that they can save you from it and everything like that. The conspiracy is, is that what they know that nobody else knows is that it's not a punishment at all. As a matter of fact, nobody knows why it's happening. So if you can be righteous and perfect and you might still get sent to hell by these things. And it's all about how they try to cover that up so that they can trick the world into being better than it is. Like trying to make the best of something they can't control. Okay. Huh. All right. And the hook is right in the beginning of episode three and right where I was like, and I, I have not seen the end of it, so I don't know where it's going. Uh, just to show you like what this is, like at the very beginning of episode three, a newborn baby gets sentenced to hell. Oh no. No, oh, dear me. So gorilla <laughs> like people beat the shit out of a baby? I haven't seen it yet. Like oh. it's days away. And, but that's like how the episode started. Like they were focusing on this lady that just had a baby for forever. And I was like, why are they doing this? And she goes in and the angel appears to this baby. And it's like, son of Joel, you're going to hell in three days. That's bad. So it's wild. Brutal. It's not a comedy. It's a very like, it takes itself very seriously, like the drama of it. But it's, it's great, man. Like, in a world of superhero movies where we're just seeing the same story recycled over and over again, like of remakes and everything, this is so different and original. I've never seen anything like it. What's it called I highly, again? 
Hellbound. Hellbound. It's on Netflix. All right. I will it's, check it uh, out. I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's it's great. I'm so into it. Like, I love this kind of, like, who, th- like, you know, this was just some dude sitting alone in his room, and he's just like, I want to make something where a baby gets sentenced to hell. <laughs> and, like, the story came from there. So, yeah. yeah check that it sounds out. sick. I'll I'm, check I'm, it out. I'm super into I it. I want right to see now. a baby die. That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I, dude, I'm going, this is going to be elevated to, like, the top tier. There's, like, I could guarantee you it's going to be number one on my list for the mega so if they actually go through with it and have these ape things beat the shit out of a new <laughs> no it'll be like kung pao and the baby will yeah. like pee on them and have a little kung fu fight with them at least look up the scenes where these shadow creatures like you have to understand it's a very serious drama 90 percent of the time like it's very much like people trying to come to terms with their fates and like the existential crisis of knowing you're going to hell for days at a time it's it, like those parts are very serious Look up the scenes where these ape demon shadow things beat the shit out of somebody, and it's so hilarious every time. (laughs) They go so hard on these folks. Like, for like 10 minutes at a time, they're like throwing them around and picking them up, and you're watching it, you're like, okay, that's enough. (laughs) Stop, stop, he's already dead. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that sounds great. I gotta check that out. It is. It's so good. Oh. Well, boys, is it time? Well, yeah, it's probably time. I want to do oh, a couple no, quick lightning round things, real quick. Okay. Uh, Midnight Mass, if you haven't seen it, very good show on Netflix. It's Mike Flanagan, the guy who did Haunting of Bly Manor or whatever, a couple other Netflix shows. It's a horror esque thriller kind of show. Very, very good. Can't recommend it enough. Um, Warhammer update. I finished painting my first mini and I'm fully on board. I'm hooked. Let me tell you. And hey, you've uh, got your first Imperial Fist Space Marine. Yeah. I've never been prouder. It looks really good. Seriously, you did a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I showed you a picture of my first one. It doesn't look nearly as good as yours. So, I mean, yours looks, yours already looks like table ready. Like you could show that off in a game and nobody would give you shit for it. Which is a mark of honor among Warhammer players. Because <laughs> little if you do ever they go know, to play I'm game, never gonna fucking if, play the game. <laughs> if you ever go to play a game, like there's this like whole standoffish thing with somebody you've never played with before, where the first thing you're doing is like looking at each other's models and grading each other's paint jobs. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> and what pisses me off so bad is I always compliment the other person like on something that I like about theirs. I've never gotten a compliment back. Ah, very. Cool. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yours looks great. And I'm a super fan of your banana boys. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, This is just a PSA for anybody looking to get into painting miniatures, especially if you're going to do any Imperial Fists. Here's the the, uh, PSA. Uh, Don't. Don't use (laughs) yellow. Yellow is the worst fucking color to do any miniature painting with. Especially for Imperial Fists. First of all... I've heard that. That's supposed to be objectively true. It does not cover anything. There's no coverage trying to paint things. You have to paint like 17 layers to cover anything up. And if you paint on anything or you use any color but yellow when you're like adding detail and stuff, if you miss for a second, it's immediately noticeable. There's no covering it up. It's not dark enough to like be like, oh yeah, that's okay. So just don't. Just don't do it. Uh, I'm regretting it. I should have done with their I should have gone with their successor chapter, which is the Crimson Fists, which is dark blue and red. <laughs> <laughs> Very much easier, which I think I will do for any future uh, Space Marines. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, 40K. It's a uh, super relaxing. I've been just zenning out, just painting minis, having a good time. Really into it. So, uh, thanks to Sam for crossing that bridge, crossing that nerddom threshold before <laughs> paving, mm. blazing a trail, really. Because uh, true, I was the first American to ever play the Warhammer first of 40K. the first non-UK <laughs> resident to ever paint a miniature. <laughs> At least for the I podcast. I ordered it, and they were like, bloody hell, who did You know, in States, I don't got enough stamps for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you could slam dunk that setup, because I just blew it. So I'm really glad that you could take that one home. Uh, but yeah, also, keep your hobby stores afloat, everybody. Go to a hobby store. Pick up something. Get like a model Porsche or some shit. Just glue I it I love together. my hobby store. Uh, what's it called? Level Up in Superior, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, Level Up's great. I remember getting... Dungeons N2. I go to both of them. Uh, in Duluth. In West Duluth. Hub Hobby here in uh, St. Paul and also in Richfield. Check it out. They're pretty dank. They got a lot of... If you like trains, boy howdy, let me tell you. <laughs> they got trains for days there. So, If you're uh, slightly more, well maybe slightly less, autistic than I... And you just settled on the train rather than the fictional uh, alien fighting human space marines. <laughs> <laughs> then it's the place for you. Anyway. And even if you don't like any of that stuff, you should go check out hobby stores. They're full of cool people. Yeah. Generally speaking, like, like you'll have fun if you walk into one. Oh, yeah. And they're all so nice, at least in the stores yeah. I've been to. They're, like, I mean, super encouraging and having there. fun, you know. They know it's a hobby. <laughs> it's uh, a lifestyle. Just don't talk to any of the other customers. Don't talk to any. Yeah. <laughs> the other customers are gatekeepers and they're assholes. Don't talk, talk to the people that work there. Don't talk to the guy <laughs> looking at his shoes and biting his nails, looking for train uh, models. Mm. Um, I mean, train models? Train. Uh, do you have um, the Sioux Line train uh, number 55 car? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all I had. So we can continue on to Corey. You were going to set it up. What was I setting up? What were you going to say? I think what it. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it's time for uh, what did we learn? Yeah. Boop, boop, That's boop, what boop, I was going to say. Boop, 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 boop. I need to start writing down what I think, what I learned. I've got mine already, so I'll start. Ah, oh, shit. All right. I learned we were two cookbooks away from the Confederacy. That's what <laughs> Sam taught me. God damn, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good callback. That's a real that's good, a good one. Callback. I actually really learned something today. I learned that there's more than one band with a female vocalist in the world. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, there was only one. Turns out there's there's at least two. So looks like I've got some Googling to do. And I learned that Fred Durst don't give a fuck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. True. Yeah, so anyhow, you guys, you know, uh, if you like the show, maybe uh, consider telling one of your buddies there. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for listening and stuff. Uh, and uh, anybody else got it? Well, I got uh, Megasode. Oh yeah, yeah. Next look forward the to it. It's time. Yes, tis the season for the Megasode. That'll be out January first, as always. Yeah. Uh, I will also uh, upload our lists and selections to the website, coinciding with the episode, as has been done in years past. Um, I will tell y'all, you don't have to do this because I know there's been a lot of discussion. I am challenging myself to keep it all in the year, like a standard Megasode. Like yep. I'm not yeah. doing anything. I'm not doing any like 
movies that I just happened to watch this year or anything like that. I'm challenging myself to keep it all in 2021. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point because about halfway through the year, I was pretty convinced that there was not going to be anything yeah, like last that year. I could fill out my list with. But it's kind of, there's been a good trickle in the latter half of the year. So I think my list is actually entirely 2021. So Oh, sweet. I'm glad you hear that. It's going to be fun. Be a good time. Got some surprises for everybody. So stay tuned. Uh, and uh, as always, stay hard, America. <laughs> Forgot about that. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.